across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's six o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Wickham heading for Wembley, extra time agony for Stevenage. Bedfordshire Police tackling homophobic hate crime and Memorial Garden vandalised at Milton Keynes Hospital. BBC Three Counties Radio. Wickham Wanderers are through to the League Two playoff final at Wembley after beating Plymouth at Adams Park last night. Gareth Ainsworth's side won 2-1 on the night and 5-3 on aggregate. Mentally preparing the boys was important because Plymouth had the momentum. They'd scored two in the last five minutes at Home Park, so uh, the first goal was crucial today. And uh, it's just been a fantastic day. And thank you so much to everyone who's uh, who's been a part of this season. And Wickham will face Southend at Wembley next Saturday after they beat Stevenage 3-1 after extra time. Graham Wesley's side lost 4-2 on aggregate. I can't believe that we went as far as we did, but uh, they kept surprising me and it wouldn't have surprised me to see them go all the way, but uh, also fell slightly short tonight. We'll, we'll have a look at it and uh, I'm sure that as players they'll, they'll come back stronger next year. Bedfordshire Police are calling for people to report homophobic hate crime. They say people need to have the courage to report this type of crime so they can tackle it more effectively. They've raised the rainbow flag at police headquarters in Kempston as part of a worldwide celebration of sexual and gender differences. More from Carol Abercrombie. Bedfordshire police say that despite progress towards legal equality, many people still live in fear of homophobic or transphobic hate crime. Chief Inspector Tanya Colson, who leads on tackling this type of crime in the county, says it's underreported and they're calling on the public's help to tackle it. The force also has a team of lesbian and gay liaison officers to support the communities locally. Nigel Farage has dismissed calls from within UKIP to stand down as the party's leader, insisting he still has phenomenal support. He was speaking on the BBC's Question Time programme last night. David Cameron will have his first meeting since the election with Scotland's First Minister, Nic- first Minister Nicola Sturgeon. Mr Cameron will explain his plans for devolving more powers to the Scottish Parliament. A memorial garden for babies and children at Milton Keynes Hospital has been vandalised. One parent has now set up an online page to raise funds to repair it. More from Matt Lockwood. The Memorial Garden was opened last year to help parents deal with the trauma of losing a baby or a child. At its centre is a water feature which has been smashed and a number of large stones have also been taken. Parents have been left horrified by the vandalism, taken to social media to vent their anger. One parent has now set up an online fundraising page to help pay towards the cost of repairs. Police want anyone who has information to contact them. And a lollipop man has been sacked after he stopped a fire engine on its way to a 999 call in Luton. Firefighters had to physically remove the crossing attendant from the street outside William Austin Junior School last month. Luton Borough Council had initially suspended him pending an investigation. The weather brightening up after a cloudy start with some sunny spells, a maximum temperature 16 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Thank you, Simon. Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. It's Friday. What pictures have you got in your bathroom stroke toilet? Other stuff, homophobia, vandalism, and that plum lollipop man is gone. Thank goodness for that. 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. There's something not right in my ears. 
but it doesn't matter. Oh, hang on a second. There we go. We'll have a little bit of this. Shh, 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 shh. Shh. Here it comes. BBC Three Counties Radio. All the music, of course, comes from records on a Friday, isn't it? I've got a record here. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Percy Percy Faith themes from the In Crowd for the In Crowd. It's got some great tunes on there. You've got to hide your love away. Let's hang on. Um, make it easy on yourself. And the cover is um, 
Well, it, uh, d- d- two people on car phones, but in the 60s? Wow. Car phones in the 60s? Are all those hits going to be sung by Percy Faith? Well, though? I don't know. I'm assuming because it's got the word themes in, it's instrumentals. Mm. You'd be instrumental not to buy it. So it's Percy Faith. And every time I flick through my albums and I see it, I go, oh, I've got a Percy Sledge. Oh, it's Percy Faith. Yeah. So we'll have some of that in a bit. 08459 455, what pictures have you got in your bathroom stroke toilet? And also, does anybody still... My sister has this. Does anybody still have a separate toilet? Because they didn't... No-one knocked through to the bathroom. I always associate with my nan. Um, uh, And uh, do you know what? I'm going to write a letter to the people who live in my nan's house. Apparently they're a Chinese family. Um, And ask if I can go and have a look around. Well, good luck with that. I'll have a go. I mean, why wouldn't they? They can only say no. I think the 11 o'clock show was quite big in China. I think. I'm not totally sure. (laughs) Uh, Now, Bedfordshire Police... Well, they could say yes as well. There there are two options. No, they're going to say no. Well, well, you don't know that. They could say no, or they could say no more strenuously and swearing. Yeah, Okay. Bedfordshire Police are calling for people to have the courage to report homophobic hate crime. The force says that despite progress towards legal equality, many people still live in the fear of the crime, which goes underreported in the county. Well, today the rainbow flag is being raised at police headquarters in Kempston as part of a celebration of equality. Catherine, uh, what the hell is going on? (laughs) Well, this rainbow flag will be flying all weekend in support of International Day Against Homophobia, Transphobia and Biphobia, which takes place on Sunday. What about phobia-phobia? That doesn't get mentioned enough. Well, that's another day. Okay. Police will be promoting the help and support available for lesbian, gay, bisexual and transgender communities this week, highlighting the role of their dedicated lesbian and gay liaison officers and hosting a web chat to discuss issues. <laughs> Web chat? I mean... Uh, uh, um, uh, d- uh, there's a lot about this story that confuses me. Yeah. Why is homophobic hate crime underreported? Well, it's an impossible question. Some people right. shrug it off, I guess. Some, are af- some will be afraid of making a fuss. Some won't have the confidence that anything will be done if they do come forward. But whatever the reason, the police have found that despite significant progress towards equality in law, many are still living in fear of homophobic or transphobic hate crime. Um, Chief Inspector Tanya Coulson is the force lead for hate crime. And she told us that hate crimes or incidents targeting sexual orientation are the second most reported hate crime strand in Bedfordshire. The other one being racial, I would imagine. And um, we're encouraged to see an increase in the number of people having the courage to come forward, but we need more. Hate crime's an underreported crime. We need your help to tackle it. Uh, how big a part can lesbian and gay liaison officers play? Well, they're hoping a big one. Uh, Bedfordshire Police are, have a dedicated <laughs> team of these on, officers. Cass. I mean, come on, otherwise, why would they do it? A big one. They say that these officers play a crucial role in supporting the lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender communities. But not all forces have these officers. And whilst all police officers and staff at the force are able or trained to provide support, Bedfordshire Police recognises the value in providing the ability to speak to someone with extra understanding. Again, we've got a statement. PC Rich Dawson. One of the laglows at Bedfordshire oh. Police okay. says we work hard to help foster good relations with the community as well as being on hand to advise p- uh, police colleagues dealing with these cases that affect LGBT communities. We act as a link between the two, helping them to share information and provide a shared knowledge and understanding of LGBT issues. Okay. I mean, I don't. What's a web? Oh, well, web chat. I don't. I don't. That's, that's the story. The thing is, the people that log on to those are people who are already active in the community, surely. Who well, are no, not necessarily. Or something. Well, not necessarily, actually, because you know, you could be too shy to. Uh, uh, to you know, you, you you can be nice and anonymous. I suppose. You can be nice and anonymous. I don't. I just feel it's a little bit of. Um, just feels a little bit showing off. Do you know what I mean? Look, look, a, what a grand gesture. Yeah, and the, I don't get the flag thing. I think the flag thing's a bit silly. Do you know what I mean? I, I, I mean, it's great. I, I, I don't get it. 
I don't get it. The thing that confuses me is if all the police are trained to deal with everyone equally, why yes. do you need a special officer? That's it. Thank you. That's kind of what I was trying to get at, and I couldn't think how to. And it just, well, what, what's the flag? Why are you making a, why are you making a song and dance about it? Well, surely you should. This should be like normal. It's just people, isn't it? Uh, well, we've got you, actually. Let, let's go back to an earlier um, uh, episode of the show, episode, I think, 362, where you said this. It's people. It's, let's talk, it's people. Yeah. It so, is, though. Let's have a listen to... She's uh, right. We'll explore, we'll explore that. that like, there'll be people angry. I'm not angry about it. I'm just. I'm not angry in the slightest. If you are angry, you know, give us a call. I'm just a bit... Oh, uh, OK. Obviously, obviously, a slow news day. Little bit, yeah. If that's the, if, if that's the lead, it's not critical of anyone. We get slow news days. Trust me, there ain't nothing in the papers. Mm -hmm. uh, but if that's the the lead, slow news day. Yeah, it was a bit because that, that would normally that would be a ten that we do one hit on that. We were hoping to do an appeal about the um, the claim of uh, of a victim of rape in Milton Keynes oh. near the shopping centre. Apparently, happened in broad daylight on a Sunday afternoon. But the uh, Milton Keynes police don't want to talk about it. Oh. They are appealing for witnesses, though. OK, guys. Well, that's great news for uh, them. So this is Percy Faith. Oh. Oh, this is good. This is good. What is it? Two, three. This is, this nice. Is, this is better than I thought. Let's get one. Hang on a minute. This is better than I thought it was going to be. This is just a truly a work of genius. Who is this Percy Faith? Um, I've heard of Percy Filth. OK, here we go. Um... Okay, we've got a track four. You'll know this one. Right. Here we go. Here we go. <clears throat> Is that the chair? Yes. Is that the chair? No, it's clearing my throat. Hang on to what we got Don't let go, go We got a lot Got a lot of love between us Hang on, hang on, hang on To what we got Out my door Tell me some yourself And don't do no more Give it up I guess she judged me Give it up I forgot this bit was going to be here no 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 that we'll, we'll find we'll you, find you want to find your key flip it. well I've had the, the four seasons isn't it I mean famously of course um when he got older, um, who's the lead singer from the Four Seasons? Frankie Valli? Yes, he, he had his testicles removed, didn't he, surgically, so that he did could he? carry on in the 70s. Yeah, yeah, he did, actually, yeah. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Danesfield on the A4155 in both directions that's been closed near South Close because of a accident where a car's overturned and there's been a fuel spillage too so that's been closed by the Danesfield House Hotel. In Bounds Green on the North Circular Road there are queues between Bowes Road at the Arnest Grove and the Bounds Green roundabouts and in Eastside London Road has temporary traffic lights at Newlands Road so that could cause some queues. Also on the A509 in Milton Keynes it's looking quiet so far but there is resurfacing work going on at the Northfield roundabouts at the M1 Junction 14 for Milton Keynes, so that is likely to get busy later on as well. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. 
6.15, it's Friday the 15th of May. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Ian singing is... Oh, did you put that in there? Mm-hmm. The, these are your proper headlines. What? Is this the right way round? Yes. Wickham Wanderers are through to the League Two playoff. It really is a slow news day. Wickham Wanderers are through to the League Two playoff final at Wembley after beating Plymouth last night. But Stevenage miss out after losing in extra time at South End. Bedfordshire police are calling for people to report homophobic hate crime. And a memorial garden for babies and children at Milton Keynes Hospital has been vandalised. BBC's Three Counties Radio. Nick Coffer on BBC Three Counties Radio. Every day it's not just about great music and great conversation. I'll get a bit technical here. It's about local experts helping you across beds, hearts and bucks. So what we're talking about then is capital gains tax potentially on the portion of the property that they directly own. On finance, relationships. But look at the way that you have contributed to this situation. Health. When you have a cough which can seem quite innocuous in this way but just irritating. Asthma is something that we would think of. Your pets. Particularly if your dog is a border collie cross and it will be epilepsy and even law you still cannot say judge you have to stick to this but the judge's approach now is going to be well why shouldn't we local advice for local people nick coffer weekdays from 12 on bbc three counties radio call 08459 455 555 bbc three counties radio morning jamie morning boss how you doing yeah i'm all right fella what you got car checks Sorry? Hey. Car tax, mate. Well, what about it? And are you calling us from an old scratch record? No, I think there's a problem with my phone, actually. Yeah, I think there's a problem with your attitude, mate, but go on. That was... <laughs> a, that was No, Jamie, I take that back. That was unnecessary. <laughs> take take strike. This is the thing, right? Because if you're in court, you can get things stricken from the record, right? OK. okay. Uh, 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 Jamie is a murderer. Oh, no, hang on, strike that from the record. But the thing... Yeah, it's not in the record, mate. But it's in the mind of the uh, the audience, not the audience, the jury, isn't it? It's in the mind of the jury. It's already there. I've planted seeds. I'm going around court planting seeds. I'm leaving my seeds everywhere. Jamie? Yes, mate. OK. okay. Uh, by the way, can we just strike from the record what I said that Jamie is a murderer? Not the seeds bit. No, keep the seeds. Okay. Strike the bit about Jamie being a murderer. But it's in your... I, I put, just put seeds in your head, Kath. Stop putting seeds in my head. Jamie, what would you like to say, mate, please? I want to talk to you quick, quickly about car tax. Oh, you mentioned. Yeah, go on. Um, obviously, you brought brought another car this month. I brought it on the first. Did you br- did you um, bring it or did you buy it, mate? Because you're saying brought. I brought it. You brought it. Yeah. Did you brought it or did you bought it? I bought it. Brought it. Did, no, 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 no. It's it's no, 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 mate. It's not a buy and buy sale. It's and a it? bring and buy sale. Did you okay. br- did you brought it or bought it? I bought it. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Do, do you know what I mean? Why are you running this man down? Because he's getting on my nerves. <laughs> this blooming story about car tax is going on forever! Yes, Jamie? Basically, I've got to, I bought it on the first of the month. You um, know, this isn't Jonathan Vernon Smith, don't you? I know, but you're, 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 you're good at this sort of stuff. I can get you compo, mate, unlike that chancer. <laughs> yeah, I'll get you compo. That's what I'll ring you. Yeah, OK. Go on. But basically, because... Of is this a landline or a mobile you're on? No, it's a landline. Right, hit oh, it. Get the, hand, get, the, get the handset and, and hit it. I'm going to throw it in a minute. No, no, no. Seriously, whack the table with it. Hang on. Uh, no. All right. Never mind. Do that again, though. It was a good sound. Beautiful. Come in. Oh, it's Jamie on the phone. Jamie, will you get to the point? You brought a car. Yes. 
so obviously my old car, you, you can't set the, send, the, send the tax to the new person. No. So you have to then send for a refund. Yes. But I then had to buy the tax again for this month. Correct. Which I'd already paid for. Correct. Your so point is? It's a scam. Right. That's what, I'm, that's what I want to tell you. So we need to expose these people. <laughs> well, hang on a minute. Right. <laughs> when, don't expose anybody, please. With the BBC, we've been in enough trouble for that. So when... Hang on a minute. When did you... Uh, what date did you... Uh, 1st of May. What? 1st of May. OK, so you've lost the whole month of the 1st of May. Yep, but Di- then I've had to buy it again from a new car. Deal with it. No. Suck it... Yeah, no, no, yes. I'm not going to suck it up. Suck no. it up. No. Deal with it and suck it up. I can't. Daily, what advice have you got for this chancer? Uh, I think I'll probably uh, go along with you. Just, just kind of go with the flow, just relax, chill out. Oh, man, you need to take it to the streets. <laughs> what? To take, take, oh, your, on. take this to the streets? What, that you, you've, you've, what, how, how much is it a month? What, what is it work out a month? Um, the car's £180 a year. So what's that? 20... 18 quid? Yeah. Deal with it, Jamie! Oh, God. I can't believe it. You're banned for the rest of the week. <laughs> He's banned for the rest of the week. You right, Just uh, take it to the streets. Take it to the streets. <laughs> Hang on a second. I've got a little gift for you. You ready? Here we go. It's for you, Just. Here we go. <clears throat> Here I stand. Oh, hang on a minute. What's, hang on a minute. What's the fact? What's, what key is this? This is all in the Not wrong. yours. That's what key it's is. It's all in the wrong key. Percy Faith doesn't look clear. Here, here. She's gone, I can't go on Feeling too fit off It's coming up in a minute Go on, go on Here you go. I don't know the words, I only know the chorus. It's a Friday morning, I'm on the streets, I'm wearing my tassel loafers. And a trench coat. I've got a lovely beard. It's a great fall. Take it, Jazz. Hey, you've got to hide your love away. Hey, you've got to hide your love away. Cheers, Percy. Instrumental. Beautiful. I've got to say, Delia, I threw that on you, mate, but fair play. Gosh. You have got a very, very, very weak voice. (laughs) I'd like to point out that Justin Delia is doing that standing in the street. (laughs) (laughs) Justin! 
How are you feeling, Just? Yeah, I'm feeling fine, but come on, don't knock me. It's OK for you in your nice little studio there. Yes, mate. Uh, I'm with the public here doing this in front of people, yeah, all right? There's pressure you're, on me. You're a performer, mate. Thank you. You're a performer. It's what you do. You do... You. I always think you perform best when you're performing, mate. <laughs> Seriously, honestly. Cheers. It's good, that record, isn't it? Yeah, I, I love like it. That. I'm glad I nicked that. Right, 08459 455555. We're going to send you to the streets in a bit, Justin, mm-hmm. to uh, ask what pictures people have got in their toilet stroke bathrooms. Yes. But before that, something slightly more serious. Uh, CCTVs are being installed in the Children's Memorial Garden at Milton Keynes Hospital in a bid to keep thieves and vandals out. A fountain was smashed to bits last week by someone trying to nick it. Uh, it's an incredible story. Just what, yeah. what is this garden? Uh, it's called the uh, Forget Me Not Baby and Children's Garden. It was opened at uh, Milton Keynes Hospital in June of last year. Uh, the focal point of this lovely garden is uh, a Perspec Globe water feature. Now, that was specially created for the garden, and it cost over £1,000. Uh, the garden has uh, also got named pebbles to remember individual children who have died. And police say, Ian, that at some time between the 5th and the 8th, of May, an attempt was made to steal this water feature, which is oh, worth man. over a thousand pounds. They're not sure how many people were involved, but the water feature was smashed into pieces. Large stones were taken, of course. Those stones were children's names on them. Nice one, guys. Great and work, uh, nice. yeah, shrubs and plants have also been damaged. Tough guys, tough guys. Mm, there. Um, well, I, I, I imagine the parents are uh, devastated. Yeah, horrified. Absolutely horrified by this vandalism. It makes you think as well, especially with these stones. Why would you want to take stones with children's names on them? It's just staggering. Uh, following the incident, parents were, were asking on Facebook if any of the pebbles with their child's name on had been taken. One parent as well was so outraged by this that she's now set up an online fundraising page uh, to raise funds to hopefully repair the garden. Chantelle Thomas says that uh, there's been an incredible outpouring of support to fix the damage and return the garden to its former beauty. And it goes on to talk about CCTV. Obviously, the garden is is a private place where, where families go, but they now feel like they have no option because there are more out there who are doing this that they've got no option but to install CCTV. Just some things I just don't get. Uh, what have the police said? Uh, well, they've told us quite simply that they're investigating the incident and they want anybody who's got any information on this to contact them on 101. Justin, thank you very much, mate. I'll speak to you uh, just before seven. Thank you. Cheers, my dears.
Southbound. There's a lane blocked by an accident just after Junction 6 for the M25, so that's starting to cause queues. In Hatfield on the Great North Road, there's roadworks at Southway, so that could cause some delays. And in Danesfield on the A4155, there was an accident earlier where a car overturned outside the Danesfield House Hotel, and it did close the road, but it's just reopened after the fuel spill has been cleared up near South Close. Looking at the train departure boards, and there are no delays showing up at the moment. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Bedfordshire Police are calling for people to report homophobic hate crime. They've raised the rainbow flag at police headquarters in Kempston to highlight what they say is an underreported crime. A memorial garden for babies and children at Milton Keynes Hospital has been vandalised. One parent has now set up an online page to raise funds to repair it. Nigel Farage has dismissed calls from within UKIP to stand down as the party's leader, insisting he still has phenomenal support. And a lollipop man's been sacked following a council investigation after he stopped a fire engine on its way to a 999 call in Luton. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Wickham Wanderers are through to the League Two playoff final at Wembley after beating Plymouth at Adams Park last night. The Chairboys won 2-1 on the night with first-half goals from Paul Hayes and Alfie Mawson to win 5-3 on aggregate. His manager, Gareth Ainsworth. We're so much a smaller club than Plymouth Argyle. You know, they brought, they brought fans in numbers. One of, the, one of the best moments was all our fans shining the lights, you know, just as they'd done down at home park. So it, it was great. It was a real entertaining game. For the neutral, the two legs must have been fantastic. For the managers, not so good, but um, the end result has, uh, has made me a very proud Wickham Wanderers manager. And here's captain and goal scorer Paul Hayes. I think it's been absolutely tremendous. I think for the uh, size of the club, the amount of players that we've got, you know, no youth team, no reserves, and to have obviously 22 players all season, uh, to get to Wembley after, what, 50 games, 51 games, incredible. But Stevenage miss out on Wembley after losing 3-1 on the night at Southend and 4-2 on aggregate. Tom Pett gave the Borough the lead. Southend missed an injury time penalty to win it, but did then score twice in the second period of extra time. Here's the Stevenage manager, Graham Westley. We didn't have the rub, really, if you look at the two injuries that happened to Welps and happened to Charlie. It deprived of his legs. You go into a, an extra time game and it's fantastic to be able to inject some fresh legs. And I think you could see in extra time, we had a couple carrying out there. Dean Parrott's hamstring had gone and Walton's hamstring had gone and you know, we were unable to, you know, make the changes and inject the game and it got away from us a little bit in extra time, but uh, I thought they were magnificent over 90 minutes tonight. 
So it's Wickham versus Southend in the League Two playoff final at Wembley a week tomorrow, Saturday, May the 23rd. This evening, Middlesbrough are at home to Brentford for the second leg of the Championship playoff semi-final. Middlesbrough go into the match with a 2-1 lead and Watford have announced their first friendly ahead of the new Premier League season with a trip to AFC Wimbledon on Saturday, July the 11th. BBC Three Counties News and Sports, the next full bulletin is at 7. Four five nine four double five five double five. So, what pictures have you got in your toilet? I've got a picture which I thought was a really optimistic picture. But the more I sit in the toilet and look at it, the more I think that the, the fish is ending its life. It's a fish jumping out of a goldfish bowl, or oh. is it jumping for joy? Well, they, depends they, they, on the day. They commit suicide. The fish do commit suicide. Yeah, that's a fact. It's mum's watching it go as well, which makes it extra tragic. I also know for a fact that in your downstairs toilet, you've got um, my flipping award in there yeah. for doing this rubbish. I've got a massive in the loo. Yeah, that's why people put... keep awards in the loo. I don't no, I've never had one before, and that I just did what I thought was tradition. No, mine's mine's. Um, uh, I don't know what mine is. What have you got any pictures in yours, Kels? Yep. Go on. A nice picture of a lot of my friends at Glastonbury last year. What, mm-hmm. ba- what band had you just seen? Had you, had you just seen Coldplay or the Rolling Stones or Dolly Parton or Jay Z or Dolly. Beyonce? Why do you want your mates looking at you when do, you got your drawers down? 
Uh, they normally are, anyway. Oh, right. <clears throat> I don't have any... As you know, I don't have any... I don't have mirrors in my um, in my bathroom for various reasons. The people that were in there before stole them when they moved out. And I, as a protest against that... Hey, you hear sometimes, don't you... And if this has happened to you, call me. You hear sometimes people move, you move into a new house and you, you flick the light on and oh, the yeah. lights aren't working. They nick all the light bulbs. Mm-hmm. Now, ten years ago, you think, oh, it's a bit tight. But now light bulbs are really expensive. And they last forever. And they last forever. They don't. But they're a bit more... They don't. The ones in my lamp keeps blowing. Oh, really? Yeah, honestly. Have you checked the voltage? Seriously, I'm lying in bed and, and, and then it gets blown. I think you've maybe got the wrong bulb in. Not got any bulb... No, what do you mean you've got the wrong bulb in? It's a bulb, it's a bulb, it's a bulb. No, it's a, it's no, a bayonet. You, you've got to look at the it's power It's a bayonet. It. No, you haven't. <laughs> you haven't. It's a... What are you talking about? Of course you have. It's a bayonet bulb. It fits. That's the right bulb. Um, what are you talking about? No. Do you know what she's talking about? Yeah, sometimes Go. the voltage can be too high. It's not volts anymore, it's watts. Oh, sometimes the watts. Or the other way around. Either way... Sometimes the something can be too high. No, no. Well, i tell you what, you carry on with your system, which is obviously not working for um, you, and we'll carry on with ours, which is. Yeah, good one. 08459-455-555. What have you got in, in uh, your, your, your toilet? Boring oh, that's piece. changed. What pictures have you got in your toilet? All right? Mm-hmm. Happy now? Yeah. All right, boss. <sighs> yes, Catherine. Boring people live longer, it's been proven in the newspaper this morning. Well, you'll do well then. Yeah. <gasps> I'm probably going to die tomorrow in that case. Oh! <laughs> Good die soon. Live life to the max. Live fast. Die young. Too late for that one. Oh, no, hang on. Yeah, go on. Quickly, get to the point, mate. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Time is money. Time well, is there's money. this bloke who's been going to the same cinema for 70 years, and then oh. there's these four sisters who were aged between 93 and 101, and they put their long life down to eating plain food. Oh, fl- this old Not fella. plain food, plain food. Um, oh, look, the, the, uh, Manny's got a hologram of Jesus Christ in his toilet. What, the looks at him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, the, yeah, the old fella, he's been to the same cinema every week for, what is it, 70... 70 years. ...to see a film. There aren't that many good films. I know, and his favourite films um, are Chicago oh. and Mamma Mia. That says a lot about... Doesn't it yeah. just? The two films, I'm, I reckon if I if I play my cards right, I can get go the rest of my life without seeing that new Mad Max film. I, I really think I can do it. I can pull this off. Because there was nothing wrong with the old one. No, no, I don't think I've ever seen the old one either. The old one was good, but it was cheap. But yeah. It was good. Nah. I don't need to see another one. Nah, I'm bored of films. Bored of films at the moment. I'm bored of, I'm bored of life. If a man is bored of life, he's bored of London. Famous quote there from Yates. It's beautiful. The pub. I, yes. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. You're right to correct me. Famous quote there. If a man is bored of life, he's bored of London, uh, says J.P. Weatherspoons. <laughs> John, P- you know, you know who J.P. Weatherspoons is. Kelly, let's start with you. Who is J.P. Weatherspoons? John Peter Weatherspoons. Okay, who is J.P. Weatherspoons? Don't know. Responsible for a lot of brawling. Nobody, nobody. He's made up. He's a made-up corporate image. Guy oh. started a chain of pubs. He thought, hmm, pubs. What we got? I know. Let's make up a pub name. J.P. Weatherspoons. <gasps> He's made it up. Like Aunt Bessie. Yeah. There's no what? Yeah. Huh? She's like, not real either, is what? she? Next to me telling me that Uncle Ben is just a marketing ploy. No, Uncle Ben. No, Sarah Lee. But these are my family. Uh, There is a Sarah Lee. You'll be telling me there's no Ann Summers next. Oh, no, don't, because I've been in her. Have you? (laughs) Yeah. Have you been right to the back? Because the front bit is like... I've been been to the front... Yeah, the front bit's like, oh, it's like pyjamas and stuff. The back of Ann Summers is filthy. Oh! Oh! 
I got scared in there, so I left a deposit and ran out. <laughs> I did. I said, here, I'll take this. I'll, be, I'll pay back the rest later. I ran out. Oh, it's terrifying in there. <laughs> terrifying in there. Some bloke, oh, I recognise you. You're the bloke of the telly. Yes, I'm Vernon Kay. <laughs> With a vibrator. Now... Um, yeah, boring man, boring films, boring, boring life. Boring food. There's, I, I'll be honest, guys, the, the best... <laughs> there's nothing in the papers, right? I, write, I come in and I write notes. The best note I've got from what's in the papers... Bearing in mind, I've got to do another show with this material. Mm-hmm. Giant crab. I mean, that's yeah. the giant crab on page... Th- and it's a, Honestly, man, it is a big crab. Imagine that getting older of you. It is a big crab. It's the size of my youngest, OK? It's the size of a three-year-old, right? Um... Popeye the edible crab weighs nine pounds. And then there's a giant eel that's the size of a double-decker bus. I mean, that is a monster. Imagine that. I mean, but that's it. That's all that's in the papers, pictures. Um, Scott's tweeting me a picture of what's in the balcony loo and it's um, toilet rolls with faces drawn on. Of course, Carpet Martin yesterday was tweeting the pictures of Justin Dealey in his toilet. Yeah. Very, very weird. Very sad. Uh, I don't... My sister in her toilet has got a picture of her with Peter Andre... A signed uh, photo of Sawyer from Lost and um, a signed Stephen Fry. There's a signed Stephen Fry in her toilet. And that's it. She's a lucky woman. She's a very, very lucky woman to have me as a brother. And then meet all those celebs. Uh, But mainly to have me as a brother. Well. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. What's your most important part? My what? Yeah. What would you have insured? What could you not function without? Oh, my voice is my fortune. Well, exactly. My voice is my fortune, guys. I would have my throat insured. Well, this guy's had his nose done. Guess what his job is? He's a cheese sniffer. Yeah, a cheese sniffer. Yeah, he's a cheese sniffer. Cheese expert, one of Britain's biggest manufacturers, has had his nose insured for yeah. £5 million. Pounds. I don't believe these stories. It's like no. um, um, J-Lo has had her bottom insured and this man's had his nose insured and somebody's, you know... Didn't probably Amanda had his, Thingy? What's her name? The man holding out her nipples in, insured... It just makes you want to puke. I don't... But you can't go phone up the Admiral and go, uh, yeah, hello, Admiral, could you insure my uh, winky? Oh, yes. It didn't work like that. That's um, that's not the Admiral. Which one's the Admiral? The Admiral's, yeah. The one with oh, the parrot. Churchill. Oh, yes, he's Churchill, yeah. I don't... The Admiral doesn't have the parrot anymore. No. Morning, Vera. Oh, good morning. What, how are you this morning, Vera? Not too bad, thank you. Can I ask you a question? Well, yeah, all right, then. You sound like an intelligent, uh, well-to-do woman... You've got it. ...of a certain age. Oh, mm. what made you say of a certain age? I, yeah. I think you're you about... You sound croaky, don't I? You, you, I say... I think you sound about 48. No. Oh, I was being polite. <laughs> 73. You, you know I'm older than that, don't you? Why do you listen to this rubbish? That you, you should be listening to Radio 4 or something. I don't know. I, don't, I must be very odd because I seem to go for rubbish. Oh. No, no. Uh, do you know what? She's, 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 got, she's honest. And no, I can't argue with that. No, there's rubbish and there's bad rubbish. You never know what's coming up next. Oh, Vera, thank you. You can come again. <laughs> what have you got for us, Vera? What have you got? What pictures have you got in your loo? Um, about my own paintings. Uh, I'm a bit of an artist and have been for about 100 years. Oh, yeah? Yeah. One's a black nude. A black nude? A black nude, Ooh, yeah. Oh, blimey. With her foot up in the sink, in the old... <laughs> The old stone sink. So it's a black nude with her foot up in the old sink. Yeah. So that's that's very uh, what's she, exotic. What's she doing, having a wash? <laughs> do you know, I've got no idea why what? I did that. I thought, well, who would do that? Did you, well, did you, um, did you have a model posing for this? A black model? Yes, I had a mirror in front of me, yeah. 
What posing? And you guess what? That's it. You've got it. Uh, and you, you <laughs> hang on. And you make you're not black, are you? No. <laughs> so why did you make yourself black in this picture? This I've is... got the white right one as well. I've got a black one side of the window and a yes. white nude the other. Ebony and ivory. Oh, okay. well, that is beautiful. <laughs> and yeah. can you see everything? No, because no, it's very discreet. The tap's in the way, is it? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Your, 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 your brush is in the way. Your hairbrush is, is in the... Oh, yeah. oh, dearie me. You're a naughty, naughty little pup, Vera. But they look OK. <laughs> not bad for an old girl. Oh, that's not very nice. You have to be rude. No, I was talking about Catherine. How rude. Oh, come on. Uh, so, have you got any other pictures that you painted? I've got them all over the house. Yeah. I paint on everything. Plates. Oh. Records. What, have you, what records have you painted on? I, I can't see the names of them, but, oh, uh, but oh yeah, I've painted on lots of records. Okay. Yeah. Well, Vera, I, 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 maybe one day I'll be lucky enough to come and spend a penny in your house. Yes, you can come. I'll tell you what you could say, but I can't say anymore. I've painted on postage stamps. You've done what? Painted on postage stamps. But they are tiny. Oh no! How did you do that? I can't hardly see the stamps now. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, Vera, if you get the chance, try and send us a photo or something of some of your pics, particularly the black nude. Would you like that? I would love to see your black nude. <laughs> I would. Uh, and, uh, wait a minute, why the black nude and not the white one? Yeah, do you know what? Ebony and Ivory, I believe in that harmony. Send them both. I will, then. Ta-ta, Vera. Thanks for okay. the good support. Bye-bye. Bye. They used to, where I used to live in North, black nude and a white nude. You can pop into a toilet and have a look at her bottom. There was, uh, when I used to live in Muswell Hill in North London, there was a gentleman who would go around, I can never remember his name, Bob or Dave or Dan or something, and he was, uh, he was always there, and he would be lying on the floor in the high street, right. painting bubblegum, painting the chewing gum that people spent. Oh. Now I know, but his paintings were amazing. What was he drawing on them? Anything, you, he, he would do stuff, or you could go and do requests, and he would dedicate them to people, and he'd write the name on it. Was, I tell you what, let's have a bit of Trav, and I'll find it on Google. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M11, there's a lane blocked by an accident southbound at Junction 6 for the M25 because of an accident involving a car and a lorry. And on the M25, anti-clockwise, it's really busy now around Junction 19 for the A41 at Watford. And the A1 southbound also is looking slow from the Holiday Inn southbound towards Barnet Lane at the Stirling Corner. On the train departure boards, the 744 train from Bedford to London is cancelled. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. It, I mean, it's bonkers. Well, his name is Ben. Look, go honestly, Google Muswell Hill chewing gum art. That's a tiny bit of chewing gum. And he would dedicate them. I mean, he's brilliant. He's bonkers, but he's a really nice bloke. And, uh, you know, I'd often stop and talk to him, and the kids would stop and watch him. And you could, you could ask him to do pictures for you and put your kids' names on, and he would do it. Look, there's one for Pat, you see? Brilliant, isn't it? It's, I mean, it's, it's nuts. It's extraordinary. But peop it's people like that, Catherine, yeah. that make the world a better place. <laughs> 6.47 or thereabouts. It's Friday the 15th of May. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Wickham Wanderers are through to the League Two playoff final at Wembley after beating Plymouth last night, but Stevenage miss out after losing in, losing in extra time at South End. Bedfordshire Police are calling for people to report homophobic hate crime and a memorial garden for babies and children at Milton Keynes Hospital has been vandalised. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Hello, very good morning to you. Today's going to be a dry day. We saw around an inch of rainfall yesterday, but not so today. A much better day of weather. Staying dry, quite a lot of cloud through the morning, but we'll gradually see that cloud thin and break to give us some good spells of sunshine. Pleasant in the sunshine with just a light westerly breeze and top temperatures today of up to around 16 or even 17 Celsius. That's uh, uh, 63, sorry, in Fahrenheit. Now, the sunny spells will last as we head into the evening and then overnight tonight, a mild night to come, uh, staying mostly dry possibly a few outbreaks of drizzle into tomorrow morning but uh, lows of around 10 or 11 degrees um, that's a cold front coming through into tomorrow morning so a little bit of drizzle to start the day quite a lot of cloud but otherwise a dry weekend lots of sunshine developing later on saturday highs of around 16 or 17 degrees again just a little bit cooler a little bit breezy over the course of the weekend and sunday will tend to be the cloudier day although again it is looking dry in fact uh, completely dry for most places until we get to Monday morning when we'll see some heavy rain to start the new working week. That's the forecast. BBC Three Counties Radio. There's nothing in the papers at all, but Justin. Morning, boss. We've we got a great one for you in the next hour, by the way. Okay. But this hour, we've been asking. This is just down the rabbit hole question. What have you got in your toilet? What pictures? It's, it's a weird thing that so you go into some people's toilets. And they're covered with, um, there could be uh, pictures of shows they've been in if they're a little yeah. bit of a lovey, pictures of, of weird stuff. Yeah, like absolutely. Postcards. What have you got in yours? Uh, in mine, absolutely, and this, 
this is ridiculous, and I feel ashamed as, as a human being. I've got absolutely no pictures no, at all in my toilet. Buddy, hey, buddy, 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 buddy. We don't, we don't judge people here, mate. <laughs> we, don't, we don't judge people down the rabbit hole. There is no re... I've got none. I've yeah. even got a mirror in mine. Oof, no, no, but that is shocking. Yeah. You have got a mirror, and you just seen... His whole bathroom is a mirror. The floor, <laughs> the ceiling, the oh, walls. Have you ever been in a bathroom where they've got floor to ceiling? I went in one once and it, you could see yourself on the toilet, like uh, from floor to ceiling. Yeah, Why don't... do I need to look uh, at that? Yeah, when I, when I, I say when I stay with my um, wife's aunt in Greece, she has a toilet. You, you sit down, you close the door, you shut the, the uh, you sit down, and the to the mirror is directly opposite you. I see my straining face. Now, <laughs> oh. Justin, I never, I, I suspect it's similar to my sex face. Oh. And it's something I never wanted to see, mate. Well, you know, to, to a certain degree, you should be proud of that face. <laughs> it's, it's a part of you. <laughs> uh, you've taken this to the streets, mate. Yeah, I have. A lot of people haven't got pictures, and okay. those that do, okay. th to be quite honest with you, yeah. They were boring stories. Yeah. It was, oh, I've got some artwork. Oh, oh do you know what it is? Well, no. I've got a picture of a beach. Where's the beach? Well, I don't know. I bought it from the shop. So I've gone for this guy. Justin, I mm. I've got to stop you, mate. And yeah. I woke up. I've got breaking news. Okay. BB King has died. What? BB King has died. You're joking. No, no, no. I'm sorry to do this. I literally, it's just popped up on the screen on AP, um, uh, on Twitter. Uh, breaking King of the Blues, a legend BB King is dead in Las Vegas at the age of 89. I'm sorry. We kind of expected we that to a certain degree, didn't we? We kind of expected this. Yeah. We kind of expect. I'm sorry to uh, interrupt with that, but there you go. It was only yesterday my mum was saying to me, no tributes this weekend. I said, no, thankfully, no, mate. Oh. nobody's died until oh, today. Wow, OK. Sorry, mate, I just I knew no, you to okay. know, so go on. So let's go back to pictures in toilets. Yeah, uh, most people on the streets had uh, dull, boring stories, apart from this man. Take a listen. Mate, this has got to be one of the best beards I've ever seen. Sir, what pictures have you got in your toilet? Picture of me. What's the, what's the picture of? What, what were you doing? It's actually me going to the toilet. Yeah, I've got a picture of me on the toilet, in the toilet. And what sort of memories have you got behind that picture of you sitting on the toilet, going to the toilet? It's just great times, isn't it? Great times on the toilet. So that picture inspires you when you go into the bathroom. It gives you inspiration. Yeah. That's unusual. I'll give you that. Thank you, sir. No problem. Oh, <laughs> mate. There you well, go. Uh, do you know what? I'm glad we had that after that sad news because that. Oh, you're right. Was that? Was that? Tell me that was a bike. It was. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm glad we had that after that sad news because that made that made us that 25 seconds or whatever it was made us laugh a lot. He's got a picture of himself going to the toilet in his loo and <laughs> the memories, great times. <laughs> <laughs> Can't top that, can you? Oh man, alive! Justin, listen, we've got a good one uh, 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 for the next hour. Yeah, go on. Um, we, uh, what, 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 why were we talking about this? The, because the, the guy the who's had his nose insured for £5 million, he probably hasn't, but he's a cheese sniffer by trade. Cheese so sniffer. What would you have insured? Uh, well, I, I would get my, my voice insured, that's my fortune. Scott has uh, t tweeted us, Dealey should get his genius insured. Oh, Scott, that means the world. You've been good, you've been on top form this morning already. Could you take it to the streets, Just? Of course I can. Insured? No problem at all. Thank you very much, mate. Ta-ta. Let's have a little bit of this, shall we?
say you're still a tramp. That's right. You haven't even got a fat bankroll in your pocket. You probably haven't even got 25 cents. I got six Cadillacs, five Lincoln, four phones, six records, three T-Bags, Mustang. Ooh, I'm a lover. Uh, by me. BBC Three Counties Radio. Um, oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Oh, I've lost the blooming text thing. Hang on a second. What are you doing? See, it's so easy. Quick, do a paper. Do, do, do a story from the paper. All where right, there, uh, there ain't no story. It's like an S Club story. A bloke with a nail in his eye, but you can oh, still see. How yeah, about that? How go about for that? it, okay. baby. Right, twenty. Oh, hello. Thank you. Twenty. Was it Boyle K? Yes. Oh. Ah, uh, yes. One. Yes. Hang on, I'm trying to find the thing. Right, hang on, where is it? We ain't got them. We ain't got no text? No. A gardener was impaled through the eye yeah, by an... Yeah. Can you be impaled? I thought that was straight through your gut. All right, fair enough. No, it, it can, something can impale you. OK. Through the eye by a three-inch nail, but managed to make a full recovery. How? Well, doctors removed the nail, which the man had hit with a strimmer... Whoa! And, and ah! like just like that. That's the noise of so. This is the noise of someone. Could you do the noise of someone strimming a nail, hitting in the nail? Yeah, sure. ding dong. Ah! And that's why you're a much coveted um, voiceover artist. Thank you very much indeed. Doctors removed the nail, which the man had hit with a strimmer. And eight weeks later, the 27-year-old's vision was back to normal, but they said that had the nail struck a millimetre away, he could have suffered major damage. They're always saying this, oh, a millimetre to the left, a millimetre to the right, a centimetre here. Oh, for goodness sakes, what do they know? Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M11, there are queues southbound approaching Junction 6 for the M25 because of an accident involving a car and a lorry. And on the M25, it's looking busy at Junction 19 for the A41 at Watford. In Bricketwood, on the North Orbital Road, that's slow at the M25, Junction 21A roundabout. And in Little Haddam, on the A120, that's looking busy westbound at Albury Road. On the train departure boards, there are no major delays coming up at the moment. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. We're climbing out the rabbit hole. I don't need to know what... Yeah, what? I don't need... Kelly was actually miming climbing out of a rabbit hole. And do you know what? It worked, man. It worked. Um, Don't need to know what's in your bathroom anymore. But 08459 455 555, what part of you would you get insured? And the last hour never happened. All right? Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
It's seven o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Wickham heading for Wembley, but Stevenage miss out. Bedfordshire Police urge people to report homophobic hate crime and Memorial Garden vandalised at Milton Keynes Hospital. BBC Three Counties Radio. Wickham Wanderers are through to the League Two playoff final at Wembley after beating Plymouth at Adams Park last night. Gareth Ainsworth's side won 2-1 on the night and 5-3 on aggregate. Mentally preparing the boys was important because Plymouth had the momentum. They'd scored two in the last five minutes at home park, so uh, the first goal was crucial today. And uh, it's just been a fantastic day. And thank you so much to everyone who's uh, who's been a part of this season. And Wickham will face Southend at Wembley next Saturday after they beat Stevenage 3-1 after extra time. Graham Westley's side lost 4-2 on aggregate. I can't believe that we went as far as we did, but uh, they kept surprising me and it wouldn't have surprised me to see them go all the way, but uh, as I say, fell slightly short tonight. We'll, we'll have a look at it and uh, I'm sure that as players they'll, they'll come back stronger next year. Bedfordshire Police are calling for people to report homophobic hate crime. They say people need to have the courage to report this type of crime so they can tackle it more effectively. They've raised the rainbow flag at police headquarters in Kempston. More from Carol Abercrombie. Bedfordshire Police say that despite progress towards legal equality, many people still live in fear of homophobic or transphobic hate crime. Chief Inspector Tanya Colson, who leads on tackling this type of crime in the county, says it's underreported and they're calling on the public's help to tackle it. The force also has a team of lesbian and gay liaison officers to support the communities locally. Nigel Farage has dismissed calls from within UKIP to stand down as the party's leader, insisting he still has phenomenal support. He was speaking on the BBC's Question Time programme last night. David Cameron will have his first meeting since the election with Scotland's First Minister Nicola Sturgeon. Mr Cameron will explain his plans for devolving more powers to the Scottish Parliament. A memorial garden for babies and children at Milton Keynes Hospital has been vandalised. One parent has now set up an online page to raise funds to repair it. More from Matt Lockwood. The Memorial Garden was opened last year to help parents deal with the trauma of losing a baby or a child. At its centre is a water feature which has been smashed and a number of large stones have also been taken. Parents have been left horrified by the vandalism, taken to social media to vent their anger. One parent has now set up an online fundraising page to help pay towards the cost of repair Police want anyone who has information to contact them. And a lollipop man's been sacked following a council investigation after he stopped a fire engine on its way to a 999 call in Luton. Firefighters had to physically remove the crossing attendant from the street outside William Austin Junior School last month. Luton Borough Council had initially suspended him. The weather brightening up after a cloudy start with some sunny spells, a maximum temperature 16 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.com co.uk slash three counties. Thank you, Simon. Morning, guys. Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Slow news day. Really, I mean, the best story in the papers is about a giant crab. A giant crab! I suspect that unless they manage to delve a bit deeper, that will be the phone-in at 9 o'clock for Jonathan Vernon-Smith. What's the biggest crustacean you've ever seen? Oh, actually, no, we're having that. Bag- we're back to that. What's the biggest crustacean you've ever seen? It's not a bad one, actually. I, I like that. Also, what would you get insured? 
Oh, and to be honest, you know how this show works. You can phone in about pretty much anything. We'll, we'll, we'll take any old so-and-so. I know, I know. Very low standards. Very low standards between six and nine. If you want to give us a, a text, you can. 81333. Start your text 3CR, but phone calls are better in it. 08459... Four double five, five double five. Across beds, hearts, and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, Bedfordshire Police is encouraging victims of homophobia to help them stamp it out by speaking up. The force is concerned that this type of hate crime is going unreported. Well, today the rainbow flag is being raised at police headquarters in Kempston as part of a celebration of equality. Well, Greg Ratty is a gay rights campaigner from Hertfordshire and a former advisor to Hertfordshire Police on homophobic abuse. Uh, Good morning, Greg. Good morning, Ian. How much of a problem is this, do you think? Um, I think it is quite a problem. I think things are improving, obviously, for uh, gay people in the country generally over the last um, few years. But I think this is still an issue that needs to be addressed. Uh, and uh, the, the, the reason that Bedfordshire Police are bringing this to everyone's attention is they suspect that it's um, underreported, that, that people don't mm. report it. Have you, do you buy into that? I, I do, in the sense that I, I, I've, I still get uh, a homophobic abuse uh, called to me in the street. I think I spoke to you yesterday, I uh, discussed uh, an issue I had just locally, just lately. I'm loath, actually, nowadays to report things like that to the police, because I think their priority uh, lies elsewhere now. I don't think it's an issue with the actual police themselves. I think it's how things are prioritised. Um, well, the, the Bedfordshire police are going to have... Now, we've got to get this title right, Laglows. Lesbian and Gay Liaison Officers... Mm-hmm. Is that going to work, or is it just a little bit of PR, do you think? I personally think it's a little bit of PR, uh, really, because I just don't think that, uh, the, the, as I said to you, that things aren't prioritised as as, mm. as much as they were. There are other issues that they tend to put on priority. I wouldn't encourage, for example, like I got shouted at in the street, um, puffs, the other day. I, I didn't go to the police. There's no point. It's not... Um, it's not a, something I would bother even to do. What What were you doing to uh, encourage someone to, to shout puff at you? Uh, well, the thing is, I, I've done a lot of work for the LGBT communities over the years. Yeah. I worked with Tony Blair's government on the NHS recode system, which uh, defined homosexuality as a disease, and we got that changed. And it gave me a bit of a priority. I ended up in court um, five times. I had a harasser over it, um, which was pretty nasty. So I got um, pretty well known, and I think it's just through that alone. It's not through anything else. Gosh, very... Uh, <laughs> See, I, I spent a long time living in London and working in the media, you know, where... Uh, yeah. You know, gay, yeah, so what? You know, I, well, I don't get the point. So for, to, for someone to shout poof just sounds... Well, it sounds very 1970. How does that make you feel when something like that happens? Well, and nowadays, I mean, years ago, it would have been different. Nowadays, it really, genuinely, it's like Walsh off the back, that mm. dark... Uh, ducks back. I mean, I just look at these people and think, my goodness, really, is that how life is for you? Uh, but I, I imagine, it's, you know, l- l- you've been around the block a few times. I would imagine that for some people, though, that can be um, uh, very upsetting. It's intimidating and upsetting, and I'm sure that a lot of people... I, I mean, I do hear from people who have similar things, and mm. 
you know, they just talk about it, really. But I don't know that I'd do much about it. Here's the thing I don't get about this. Well, there are a couple of things I don't get about this this, this thing by Bedfordshire Police. The, the, the lesbian and gay liaison officers, it, to me, it sounds a little bit patronising and it's kind of... Um, well, why aren't all police officers, you know, equipped to deal with, with the r- reports of this crime? And also the flying of the rainbow flag. I don't know, it, it feels a little bit patronising to me. thing is, Ian, I really couldn't agree with you more. I think you're exactly right in what you're saying there. I, I just don't understand it. It's just as if it's some sort of PR stunt just to appeal just very quickly and then tomorrow they'll move on. I, I hate to say it because I was with them for six years. But I don't, um, I really don't see it as being uh, any any big sort of gesture. It's certainly not in my book. Yeah, it's not, not going to change your world. All right, Greg, I really appreciate your uh, your input on this this morning. Thank you. No problem at all. I hope I didn't paint a, a gloomy picture because there's some very, very good things as well. Oh, no, 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 I don't think you have. I think you mm. painted an honest picture. This story has kind of had me scratching um, my, my head. You know, we know mm. that, that a lot of, we know that a lot of crime goes unreported. And just when I heard the thing about the flag and, uh, you know, mm. this this horrible laglows, these, these terms, I just thought, well, it just, it just feels a little bit... Um, uh, exclusive, you know, it's 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 exactly. like we, we're gonna okay, gay people. This weekend, it's your weekend, and we're gonna, you know, it just feels a bit. Well, you should be listening to people and talking to people of all sexes and sexualities and colours exactly. and everything all the time. What? Why are you singling out gays this weekend? You know, exactly. And all the officers should be. Mm. All of the officers should be. Well, we're going to speak to the police later on, Greg. So thank you. No, not not a gloomy picture at all. Thank you, Greg uh, Ratty. Uh, gay rights campaigner from Hertfordshire. I don't, I don't understand. Can someone explain to me? We'll speak to a copper later on. Can someone explain to me the the flying of the rainbow flag? I don't get it. I don't get it because it will, well, it'll annoy some people, and you know, whatever. But I don't know what they're trying to say. Are they then at some point going to fly? Oh, I don't know, a Pakistani flag. And then an Ethiopian flag, you know, and say, well, for this weekend, it's Ethiopian weekend. And uh, we're going to, I don't, I don't know. 08459 455 555. It sounds like it's coming from a good place, you know, it, it, the, 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 but it just feels a little bit, well, patronising. I'm glad Greg agreed, because it's easy for me as a, a heterosexual bloke to go, it feels patronising, but you know, it doesn't affect me. Oh, well, maybe I've got this wrong. 08459 455 555. On FM, AM, online and digital radio. This is Ian Lee. On BBC Three Counties Radio. Uh, Now, we've had a call from uh, Lydia Tyrell this morning. Good morning, Lydia. Hiya. Uh, Good morning. Good morning. I really appreciate your call. Um, It's about your dad, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. Tell us about your dad. Who is he and what's happened? Um, Name's... Brian Byrne, and um, he's been missing since last Thursday. Um, it's completely out of character for him, and the police are treating the investigation as a high risk. Okay, so um, let's, let's find out a little bit. Brian Byrne, and I'm assuming that's yeah. B-Y-R-N-E, is it? Yeah, that's right. Uh, just, let's get a little bit of information about, about Dad. How, how old is he, first of all? Um, well, that's 58. 58? And what, what does he yeah. look like? Um. Um, he's six foot five, around oh, around that height. He's a tall yeah. fella, then. So you're not going to be people are going to if they see him, they're going to not going to miss him, are they? Yeah, hopefully not. But um, yeah, and um, he's um, quite stocky build. Yeah. Um, tan skin. He has um, kind of dark greyish um, receding hair. Yeah. 
um, blue eyes, just just very like, distinctive looking. You couldn't miss him. Yeah, yeah. And and when did you say you went missing, Lydia? And um, he went missing on Thursday night, but um, 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 yesterday. Um, the police found his van um, in a residential area around Crownfields in Nazing. OK. And whereabouts is he from? Um, he's from Hartford. OK. Um, uh, uh, what kind of van was it? What, what, what does he do? Um, he's a grounds worker, um, and the van was a, a white van which had a um, night group written on it. OK. Um, a grounds worker? So what, what, what they were like, um, looking after lawns and plants and things like um, that? Like build, building work. Building, OK, yeah. OK. And was he well? I'm asking that because, I, I mean, he, did he have anything like dementia or anything like that? Um, he, he wasn't really in a good place because um, right. my mum and dad separated um, a few months back. And, oh. um, I'm sorry to hear that. that. My mum is absolutely distraught, as we are all, so... I bet she is. So yeah. he, was, he, he wasn't in a particularly um, the, the healthy place. He was, he, the, the, the separation had, had affected him quite hard, had it? Um, yeah, yeah, it did. If I ask anything you don't want to answer, Lydia, you tell me to jog on, OK? I okay, won't, I won't right. be offended, because I know this is really <laughs> tough. I'm, I'm just doing this so that we get as much information about Brian as we can, OK? Yeah, but if, okay. You, if I say something that, that, you know, you can tell me to shut up. Okay. Uh, had, he, had he said anything about... Obviously, he'd spoken to you about struggling because of the breakup. Yeah. Had, he, had he said anything about it being too much, about him wanting to get away from it all? Um... He kind of, it was mainly me that he really spoke about how he was feeling and stuff because I've got a younger brother, so mm. he's 17, but um, I could just tell he was struggling and he mentioned it a few times, but he never mentioned about getting away for a while mm. because I didn't think he, if, if, if that is the case, I didn't think he'd do that to us and not get in contact. Yeah. And like, if he was just to call us and just be like, Look, I just wanted to get away for a few mm. days, then that'd be fine. As long as we know what to say. That's that's all you want to know. Is he, yeah. he can stay away as long as he wants, as long as you know yeah. that he's all right. And um, you're right to carry on. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Okay, it's just that you, you know, when um, relationships break up, we can go well, we can go nuts, can't we? And, and we kind of forget that yeah. there are other people out there that care for us. Exactly. Um. So you, you last spoke to him on Thursday, did you? Yeah, I did. Okay, and and did you, was it on the phone? Was it face to face? And um, I came home, and he um, gave me a lift up to the Greyhound pub in Benjo. Mm. And um, then he went home and picked up my mum in town, and came back to ours. And they like they chilled out, and they had some food together. And then the next morning, he was just gone. Which he he, he left at around the time he usually went for work. Right. Apparently, we went to his work, and he didn't turn up. Okay. And you've you've not uh, you, you've called his phone and was the phone ringing off or was it go straight to a voicemail or straight to voicemail? Okay, and there's been no texts or anything. No, nothing. What have the police said, Lydia? Um, the police are getting increasingly worried. Yeah. I mean, there's been helicopters out, but uh, finding the van yesterday was quite um, a revelation, I guess, because that we were kind of holding onto that. That would have been key for us to try and locate his whereabouts because he's a massive walker. He lumped and he's just loves fields and stuff so right, they've, right. they've got so many volunteers out yesterday i went up to um the lee valley boating area and that's where they were um parked up and there's loads of them there and yeah. um you know there was volunteers about 30 police out looking for him so he, he, he's one of those that, that um if he's got problems he'll just go walking for miles yeah 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 i i, I, I not, know not for a week no that seems a long time yeah lydia have you got any pictures 
that you could email us and we can put um, on the Facebook page. Yeah, I, I, I do. I do have loads of pictures and. Yeah, I could do that. What, what, what I'm going to do, Lydia, and I'm going to let you go, because I, I, I think we've got enough. Just re- Sorry, okay. just remind us where that van was found again. Um, it was found in um, Crownfield in Nazing, so it's just like anyone from the surrounding area, Broxbourne, yeah. just anywhere around there. And what did, the van, what did the van look like? Just just give us a description of that, in case someone um, saw it you know, being driven around or something. Um, it was um, just a white um, Vauxhall, I think. Uh, I can't remember the name okay. of the car. But the, the main thing it had on it was Night Group. Night Group. Yeah, all in right. big blue letters. Let's hope he's all right. Let's, uh, uh, let's keep our fingers crossed, Lydia, and hope he's, he's off. He's, uh, you know, he's, having a, he's having a little sulk or a little cry or whatever, yeah, and um, he's just kind of lost track of time. I really wish you the best of luck, Lydia. We're going to keep Thank our fingers much. crossed. Stay on the line. I'm going to pass you back to Catherine, okay. and she'll let you know how you can send us a picture. Okay. And um, we'll, we'll put it up on the Facebook page. Before, if you, as soon as you get it to us, we'll whack it up on the Facebook page and, and uh, point people to it. Thank you very much. Will you keep in touch? I will do. Thank you, Lydia. Cheers. Thank Stay you. on the line. Uh, we'll let you know as soon as it's on the Facebook page. Deary, dearie me. Uh, 08459 455555. It goes without saying, but I'm going to say it. You got any information? A, you could call us. B, I suggest you call the police. 101. Um, BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's get the travel. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25, it's busy anti-clockwise around Junction 16 for the M40, and also anti-clockwise on the M25, Junction 19 for Watford's looking busy. In Watford itself, on Lower High Street, that's starting to build up now on Eastbury Road at the Bushy Arches. In Little Haddam on the A120, that's slow westbound around Albury Road, and in Aspenden on the A10, that's busy northbound around the Buntingford South and BP roundabout. On the train departure boards, the 744 train from Bedford to Surrey is cancelled. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Radio. Sammy, thank you very much indeed. Uh, let's all keep our fingers crossed, shall we? What, what, what a brave woman. Thank you very much for that call, Lydia. As soon as we get a picture, we'll whack it up on the Facebook page and um, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll send you to it. You never know. You never know. You might have seen it as in him walking about. It's got up to 7.18. It's Friday the 15th of May. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Wickham Wanderers are through to the League Two playoff final at Wembley after beating Plymouth last night, but Stevenage miss out after losing an extra time at Southend. Bedfordshire police are calling for people to report homophobic hate crime and a memorial garden for babies and children at Milton Keynes Hospital has been vandalised. BBC Three Counties Radio. Saturdays on BBC Three Counties Radio. It's going to be fresh, bright, lively and relaxed, hopefully summery. Mike Naylor. It's the 13th annual Stotfold Steam Fair. We've got about 20 steam engines and have a walk around. The steam guys are thank you, Jackie. Saturdays from two. We have three octaves of handbells. Absolutely packed here. Mike Naylor. Unique, original and different. Saturdays from two on BBC Three Counties Radio. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Man, there are some um, um, unpleasant people in the world. CCTV is having to be installed at a baby and children's memorial garden. Yeah, I'll say that again, shall I? <laughs> I'm laughing because it's so incredible. CCTV 
is having to be installed at a baby and children's memorial garden in Buckinghamshire after it was vandalised. So this is like a little garden, a little quiet area where you can go because you've lost a baby or you've lost a child, which is, you know, one of the worst things that could happen. No parent should ever have to bury their, chi uh, their child. And um, some idiots have gone and vandalised it. The incident took place at Milton Keynes Hospital last week. And staff say they've got no choice but to uh, increase security while repairs are being carried out. Uh, well, I'm joined now by Tracy Ray, who's a bereavement midwife who helped parents set up the garden. Morning, Tracy. Good morning. This is an incredible story, isn't it? Very sad story. Oh, it's, it's awful. Tell us a bit about this garden. When, when did it start and, and, and kind of who came up with the idea for it? OK, so initially I was at a fundraising event, a pampering day organised by a bereaved mum. Um, that whilst there, I saw a bereaved mum that I knew, and I just happened to say that I'd really like to um, have a garden in the hospital premises for bereaved parents. And she informed me that she was actually a garden designer, which I never realised, and that she'd like to be involved in designing a garden if we could you know, find a space, a courtyard actually at the hospital. And so what, if I'd gone there a week ago, Tracy, what, what, what would I have seen? What, what, would have, uh, what, what would it have looked like? It's a beautiful garden. It's a circular garden with a hedge all the way around it with um, concrete benches, um, an area with um, the garden area, which has got the shapes of teardrops and flowers in there with posts which say dream, um, solace. Um, it's just absolutely beautiful. And, of course, we've got the water feature. Um, a bereaved dad actually did a skydive to raise funds for the water feature. And that was obviously um, the highlight of the garden. That's what people went and saw. It sounds like, it, you know, it's a very... Because hospitals can be noisy and they can be hectic and it sounds like a very peaceful, uh, 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 tranquil place to go and uh, think and remember. All the parents who go there have all said they can't believe it's actually in a hospital setting. Mm. It's very, very private. As I said, it's got a hedge all the way around it. The gate entrance is actually away from the actual walk area, so you have to actually walk around to get into the entrance. So, um, obviously, whoever did this, you know, I, I don't know how they knew even to go through that gate. But um, So, yes, it's very, very private. We didn't have CCTV because, you know, we agreed as a team, the gardening team and myself, that we didn't want CCTV. We wanted it to be private and personal for brief parents. Um, however, obviously, we need to change our mind, I think, now. Not that this makes much difference, but is there a sign that kind of says what it is? Um, what we've got is there's a slab. Um, as you walk through the actual garden, there's a slab by the gate, and that very clearly states what it's for. So anyone who went in there, for whatever reason, yeah. would know where they were? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, as I said, as you walk through the, through the gate, there's a plaque literally at the entrance... And it says, for our little ones, a garden of simple beauty and quietness in loving memory. So there's no, no shadow of a doubt, you know, you know that it's a bereaved um, garden for parents who've lost babies and children. And tell me about that. Am I right? There were stones with names on. There's pebbles. Pebbles. And, yeah, initially we didn't think any had been taken. However, I've had quite a few text messages where parents have gone down to the garden mm. looking for their pebbles. And unfortunately, some are missing. And so this, and on, and on there, that what it was written or engraved the, the name of the, the, the kids that, that have passed on. 
yeah, engraved. So we, we've wow. got a lady named Ruth who does the pebbles for us, and yeah. she puts the baby's first name on the front and their date of birth on the back. Fantastic. Isn't that beautiful? It is beautiful. And parents then go to the garden. You know, they're told when the pebble's ready, they go to the garden, they find their pebble, and then they choose where they want the pebble to go in the garden. And they nicked some of those. Well, I'd like to think they hadn't, but as I said, I have had text messages <sighs> saying that they're missing, so I, I really don't know. I'm disgusted if they have. Let's let's hope, because I mean, I don't know what the what what, what pleasure or what, why they do it. Let's hope that maybe know. they've just been displaced and that you know they get they get moved. What what they've just been moved. What else has happened in there, Tracy? What else do these idiots do? Well, as I said, they've, they've smashed the water feature in two. And, you know, um, the security, I called the security down on Friday when I found out, because actually it was a brief mum who informed me that the garden had been damaged. Oh, imagine turning up and finding that, blimey. Devastated, absolutely devastated. The garden means so much to so many people. Uh, You are going to install CCTV now, is that right? We are. Isn't that sad? Oh, no, it's okay. You're right right to carry on? Sorry. No, don't apologise. This is... um... You know, I'm a parent and I'm blessed that both my boys are alive and well, but I I know people who have lost children and and I know how important, uh, you know... It's really important, even to the staff. It's a simple little thing, but it means so much, doesn't it? It really does. And as I said, even staff go there, you know, just, you know, if they've looked after a brief family, you know, they'll go along and sit in there just to have some quiet space and, you know, reflect on what's happened. And, you know, staff from obviously the, the rest of the trust, you know, we have obviously nurses from the paediatric wards, neonatal unit, all across the hospital. Everyone obviously loves the garden. Uh, uh, listen, I, I don't want to drag. I don't want to drag this out too much. You've obviously put a lot of time and effort and uh, yourself into this. The, the, there is a fundraising page, isn't there? If, if people want to uh, contribute a couple of quid or something uh, towards yeah. getting the garden back to the state it should be in, uh, what, how, how can they do that? Okay, um, Christelle, who's one of the bereaved parents who was part of the gardening team, there was actually eight bereaved parents who were part of the gardening team and myself, and, you know, they made all the decisions about the garden, and it was literally a garden made by bereaved parents for bereaved parents. So, again, that's why it's so special. But Christelle has just set up a Just Giving page, and um, what we're asking for is any donations towards CCTV, which is what we really didn't want. No. But we appreciate that we do need it now. Sa- and we obviously, sorry, no. and we obviously need to get a new spear for the water feature. Yeah. Sensible, sad, but sensible, isn't it? Unfortunately, yeah. Uh, it's, if people want to give, it's justgiving.com forward slash Christelle dash Thomas one. Is that right? That's right, yeah. And it's capital C and capital T. And it's C-H-R-I-S-T-E-L-L-E dash Thomas one, the number one. Oh, hang on a second, right, Catherine. Yeah, one. Oh, hang on a second. Catherine's just putting something through. Uh, hang on a second. Catherine, what, what have we got? You've just given me the... Uh... Patrick on Fader 2. Patrick's on Fader 2. Hang on a second. Morning, Patrick. Morning, morning. Morning, morning. Um, what, what have you got for us, Patrick? Uh, I'm just listening to this, this lady on the radio now. Um, I've I, I just caught the tail end of it, just got the car. Um, I'm still sort of in the security industry, so if they need any assistance or help or equipment then um, I'm, I'm someone who can get hold of it, uh, you know, and basically see if I can get some of the guys to do it as well, a, a favour. Well, well, what it is, uh, Patrick, is, that, I mean, it, I don't know how much you heard, but it's it's a, a memorial ho- uh, garden in a hospital where some, you know, that they it's there for parents to go who've lost a kid uh, and some idiots have yeah. gone and smashed it up. Uh, they're, they're looking for CCTV. Is that something you could help with? 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Hey. And just you know, I'll, I'll, I'll pop down and have a look, and, and I can see what I can do. You know. All right. Well, uh, Tracy, does that sound like something you'd be interested in? That is amazing. Thank you, Patrick. I know problems at all. Beautiful. Thank Listen, you. we will put you... Stay on the line, both of you. Tracy, I really appreciate your time. Patrick, nice one, mate. Thank you. Stay on the line. Catherine will get you two together somehow. Oh, well, there you go. Oh, I've got shivers. I, you, you just... I mean, <laughs> why would you... Why? Why would you... I can understand... I can sort of understand people vandalising... I mean, I can't really, but, you know, playgrounds and things like that. But, but, but something like this... Something like this? Hey, Patrick, if that's genuine, nice one, mate. Thank you very much indeed. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a What an emotional half an hour. Really? I, I, I suspect we need to get Dealey on in the next 30 minutes. I think we need a bit, little bit of Tom Dickery um, to, to, uh, to lighten the mood ever so slightly. 08459 455 555 is the phone number. Don't phone us if you want to make financial contributions to that. Let me just give that page again. We, we, we're not in a position to take money or anything for that, but justgiving.com forward slash Christelle dash Thomas one C-H-R-I-S-T-E-L-L-E dash Thomas and the number one, okay? Uh, 81333, start your text 3CR. Let's get the trash. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25, it's busy anti-clockwise around Junction 19 for the A41 at Watford. On the A1 southbound, there are queues from the Holiday Inn to the Stirling Corner. And in Little Haddam on the A120, that's slow westbound around Oldbury Road. In Aspenden on the A10, that's busy northbound at the BP Roundabout. And in Dunstable on the High Street North, that's looking slow just after Half Moon Lane on the speed sensors. On the train departure boards, the 7.44 train from Bedford to Surrey has been cancelled. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, thank you very much indeed. Well, well, well. 0845 555. It seems uh, flippant to go from that to this, but you know what? That's kind of what we do. So, what would you have insured? Some bloke's getting his conk insured for five million quid. I don't believe... I don't... I don't... You can't phone up. Sheila's wheels and say, could you insure my finger, could you? I'm the guy that presses the button for the lottery. That doesn't work, does it? 08459 455 555. Let's get the news. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 7.30. I'm Simon Oxley. Bedfordshire Police are calling for people to report homophobic hate crime. They say people need to have the courage to report it and have raised the rainbow flag at police headquarters in Kempston. A memorial garden for babies and children at Milton Keynes Hospital has been vandalised. A water feature was smashed and memorial stones taken. One parent has now set up an online page to raise funds to repair it. And a lollipop man's been sacked following a council investigation after he stopped a fire engine on its way to a 99 Nine call in Luton. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Wickham Wanderers are through to the League Two playoff final at Wembley after beating Plymouth at Adams Park last night. The Chairboys won 2-1 on the night with first-half goals from Paul Hayes and Alfie Mawson to win 5-3 on aggregate. His manager, Gareth Ainsworth. We're so much a smaller club than Plymouth Argyle. You know, they've brought, they've brought fans in numbers. One of, the, one of the best moments was all our fans shining the lights, you know, just as they'd done down at home park. So it, it was great. It was a real entertaining game. For the neutral, the two legs must have been fantastic. For the managers, not so good, but um, the end result has, uh, has made me a very proud Wickham Wanderers manager. And here's captain and goal scorer Paul Hayes. I think it's been absolutely tremendous. I think for the uh, size of the club, the amount of players that we've got, you know, no youth team, no reserves, and to have obviously 22 players all season, uh, to get to Wembley after, what, 50 games, 51 games, incredible. But Stevenage miss out on Wembley after losing 3-1 on the night at Southend and 4-2 on aggregate. Tom Pett gave the Borough the lead. Southend missed an injury time penalty to win it, but did then score twice in the second period of extra time. Here's Stevenage manager Graham Westley. We didn't have the rub really if you look at the two injuries that happened to Welps and happened to Charlie. It deprived of his legs. You go into a, an extra time game and it's fantastic to be able to inject some fresh legs and I think you could see in extra time we had a couple carrying out there. Dean Parrott's hamstring had gone and Walton's hamstring had gone and you know we were unable to you know make the changes and inject the game and it got away from us a little bit in extra time but uh, I thought they were magnificent over 90 minutes tonight. So it's Wickham versus Southend in the League Two playoff final at Wembley a week tomorrow, Saturday, May the 23rd. Tickets go on sale this morning with Wanderers allocated over 21,000. This evening, Middlesbrough are at home to Brentford for the second leg of their championship playoff semi-final. Middlesbrough go into the match with a 2-1 lead. And Watford have announced that their first friendly ahead of the new Premier League season will be a trip to AFC Wimbledon on Saturday, July the 11th. BBC Three Counties News and Sports, the next full bulletin is at 8. on calling me down the road is where I'll always be every stop I make I make a new friend can't stay for long just turn around and I'm gone again maybe tomorrow I want to settle down until tomorrow I'll just keep moving on down this road that never seems to end when you adventure lies just around the bend So if you want to join me for a while Just grab your hat, come travel like that's old style Maybe tomorrow I want to settle down Until tomorrow the whole world is my home So if you want to join me for a while Just grab your hat, come travel like that's old style Oh, 
Guys, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Gosh, if you've just tuned in, what an half hour, what you done miss. Blimey. Um, it have been very emotional 30 minutes. Uh, lots of stuff to talk about. Uh, we've been... Um, 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 oh, yeah, what would you get insured? Um, the Bedfordshire Police are talking about homophobic hate crime. All kinds of bits and pieces we've had. Catherine, have we got any texts? Yeah, the homophobic hate crime story is what's getting them texting this morning. Oh, yeah. Um, Pat and Houghton Regis. Hi, Ian. Why don't Bedfordshire Police just get on with dealing the crime that's reported to them instead of prioritising name-calling within the gay communities? If they're violently attacked for their sexuality, then, of course, it's a crime like any other. My relative was mugged and punched in the face. And what did the police do? Nothing. They didn't even flag it up as important. For goodness sake, this is another Ollie Martin's idea. Pat. Um, and the other one was from Snuffers, who said, are you sure flying the rainbow flag doesn't mean that Zippy, Bungle and George are in red? It's a good point. Morning, Steve. Morning. You liked that one, didn't you, about Bungle? <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's, you... about, that's, that's about right for our society, isn't it? Yeah, Bungle, Bear, Rod, Jane and Freddie. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was always suspicious of Rod, Jane and Freddie. It was the <laughs> 70s, and Freddie, you know, they look very suspect, those three. I wonder what they but got ma- up to. Oi. Oi, maybe they should run the police force. <laughs> well, maybe they should. <laughs> hey, are Rod, Jane and Freddie still alive? Oh, don't know. Oh, we'll find out. Catherine's pointing her finger down, which I think means either... One's gone. Which one? Um, Rod or Freddie. Oh, no, really? Mm. Oh, no. BB King and now Rod or Freddie. Steve, what have you got for us, mate? You must be over the moon about this, uh, the rainbow flag being flown. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, the only rainbow is Bungle, isn't it? We just, Bungle did, that. And we just, we just did that, mate. Yeah, well, I'm a bit slow. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, don't be yeah. so hard on yourself, Steve. Go on, what do you want to say? Well, well a crime's a crime, isn't it? Whether they're, I don't know, lesbians or whatever, all black, pink, yellow, a crime's a crime. So why they sort of, like, package it up as, you know, liaison officers and flying the flag? It's like preferential treatment for the minorities of all kinds in this country. When, of but course, everybody, of a, everybody should be tr- treated equal, shouldn't they? Exactly. exactly. Well, yeah, but... Well, but... We, we, like to, we like to use the word equal, but people of all, all people of all kinds of creeds have got prejudice to all sorts of people. It doesn't matter whether they're... whoever they are. No, people have got caravans in their front gardens. People don't like them, do they? I don't like <laughs> caravans in front gardens. I hate those people. They, the police <laughs> should certainly not... If, if they get a phone call saying we've been burgled and they turn up and there's a caravan in the front garden, the police should drive past. <laughs> But everybody else should be treated equal, shouldn't they? Well, yeah, then you've got your DIY mechanic on a Sunday morning giving right. it large for right. his so car. The, the so DIY you know mechanic mean? giving it large, he's excluded as well. Everybody else should be treated <laughs> equal, shouldn't they, Steve? Yes, thereabouts. <laughs> Thank you very much indeed. Catherine. Rod, Jane, and Freddie. Yeah, go on. Get ready for some bad news, Just. No, okay. No one's dead. Oh. Oh. No, that's the good news. Ooh. Here's some even better news. You're not far wrong with your assumption. They all had it away, did they? In June 20, uh, 2008, Rod, Jane and Freddie appeared on the show 50 Ways to Leave Your TV Lover on Sky and talked about newspaper claims... Sounds like called... a good show. Why wasn't I voicing it? <laughs> 
You were busy, you were busy in two thousand and eight, weren't you? Um, I, um, yeah, I was. I was a proper radio station. Yeah. He talk, they talked uh, about not new- in two thousand and eight, Kelly. No, no, no. That stopped. That stopped in two thousand and four. They talked about newspaper claims that they're involved in a love triangle. Yeah, love triangle. They revealed that Rod and Jane had in fact been married and divorced. Jane partnering up with Freddie sometime after he joined the trio, a relationship that continues to this day. But did Rod and Freddie ever get it on? It's the 70s. Um, Raj, Jane and Freddie getting it on. <laughs> it was the 70s. Put your keys in the bowl, please. <laughs> oh, dearie me. You are right, Just? Bungle, I don't think he'd be a... How can I put this? A gentle lover. <laughs> Have you seen the rude episode of uh, Rainbow they did? I the haven't. Cl- you know what? I loved it. It's brilliant. Is that the one where they're talking about clackers? Oh. I don't remember. I, all I remember is that, that Bungle comes through peeling a banana. Yeah. <laughs> one skin, two skin, three skin. Four. Bungle, will you stop it? It's brilliant. It's, it's all full of sexual innuendo. It's brilliant. It it's on YouTube. Out, did it? Wasn't no, it it's on YouTube. It's on. It's it's a treat. A very very naughty treat. Justin. Yeah. Some plum mm. has got. I bet someone's got their plums insured as well. Actually. Well, yeah. That, that's probably what I would get insured. Sorry. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What? Why not? Some plum has got his nose insured because his job is sniffing cheese. What's going around our house? My boys, blimey. Um, for like five... And, and J-Lo got her bum insured. I don't, I don't believe these. How can you phone up Churchill hmm. and say, Churchill, could you insure my bum, please? Oh, yes. <laughs> how's he, how he going to do that? Well, if, if he's sniffing for a living yes. and uh, his, his nose is what makes him his money, yeah. I think he's got every right to insure his nose for well, five million pounds. I mean, really. Well, yeah. Scott um, suggested that you insure your genius. Very kind, you Scott. Thank you. Your plums. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, what have you. What have you got for us? Well, I've taken this one to the streets, asking people what they would insure. Some unusual answers. One guy here, yeah. oh, he has really hit the jackpot as to oh, what yeah. he would insure. Uh, here's what happened on the streets. Okay. Taking it to the streets with J-Dog. From previous history, because I've been knocked down twice, I think I do me legs. Morning, madam. Nice trolley. Which part of you would you get insured? Um, my feet. Because they take me about, I'd be lost without them. That is, again, a fantastic answer. Good morning. Lovely, yeah, have a good day. Thank you, bye. Feel the vibe. I would want to insure my head, because obviously my head does all the work. Without my head, I'd be useless. Obviously, uh, using my head pays the bills. My aura. How much would that be worth? Your aura, what's it worth? More than a million. More than a million, I would say. No, Maybe, no. like, priceless. Yeah. Priceless? Maybe, yeah. You're saying you're priceless? Yeah, yeah I'm saying, yeah. All right, OK. Thanks very much. Cheers, thank you. Me? Hearing aid. My hands, too. I use my hands. I love music. You mix it up, yeah? No, not mix it up. Play it. Piano, drums. So without your hands, you'd be a lost soul, wouldn't you? Yes. I love that. Does that fella really do all of his work with his head? What does he, mm. does he nail in uh, the nails with his head instead of a hammer? I mean, he didn't sound the brightest. To the be brightest, fair, he just looked like an average street boy. <laughs> you're just saying things that are making me laugh, partly because I don't understand what you're saying. 
Average street boy. I don't know what that means. <laughs> you just uh, it was a guy in a three-stripe tracksuit, baseball cap on the wrong way round, oh just dear. going to work. You've really made me laugh today. Thank you. Uh, listen, last hour of the show, it would be mm. remiss. You do the best tribute. So who's that fella uh, BBC always gets on? Lizo Mombazo. <laughs> yes. Lizo Mazimba. Yeah. He's rubbish, right? And I'll say it, he's rubbish. And he's the BBC showbiz correspondent. Mm. Lisa Mazimba. He's, he's, I'm not being funny, right? No feeling. He's got no feeling. He's got no feeling. And you know that he's looked it all up on Wikipedia. Yeah. You know the stuff, mate. Apart from the words to, um, uh, you've got to hide your love away. If you missed True. that in the first hour, shame on you. That'll be in the podcast. There's a lot of dealy in the podcast this week. <laughs> it's got to be said. Probably a bad thing. Uh, but uh, yeah. no, BB King, I'll take it to the streets. And also, King. a bit like last week. You know, it's ridiculous at the moment. Yep. Every single week we are losing a legend. Yep. Uh, and the shock as well. Um, I think with BB King, a lot of people in the know probably thought this might be coming. But yep. still, yep. the well, timing I, this I morning... Told you, was, I told you a couple of weeks ago, yeah. get ready. It was looked like it was going to happen. Uh, yeah, one of your little packages, please. With pleasure. And then if you don't mind, Just, yeah. we'll send it to Lisa Mombazo <laughs> and say, this, this is what you should be doing, fella. Once more, but with feeling. Hey, I'll leave that to you. You oh. know what he's missing, Lee Zimba? Yeah. Vibe. He's got no vibe. Justin? Yeah. Speak to you later on, mate. Thank you. Ta-ta. Ta-ta. He's got no vibe. Vibeless. Uh, got any Texas? Uh, twangers, says Ian. It was Twangers. Huh? Rainbow. Twangers? That's what they were talking about. That was the episode you Oh, OK. OK. It's on YouTube. It's, it's absolutely filthy, but it's very, very funny. Yeah. Well, I've retweeted Lisa Hunter. She's uh, come forth with the YouTube link. So you can have a look for Zippy yourself. Zippy and Bungle went down to the jungle to have a, a bit, bit of fun. fun. Zippy got silly, pulled out. Oh, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> and also, th- that last word doesn't rhyme with fun. It, w- it should does, be bun. Just the way I say it. Oh. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Still busy on the M25 anti-clockwise round Junction 19 for Watford. And Boreham Wood has still got delays on the A1 southbound from the Holiday into Barnet Lane at the Stirling Corner. In Little Haddam, the A120 slow westbound at Albury Road. And also in Dunstable on the A5, the High Street, that's looking slow just after Half Moon Lane. Looking at the train departure boards, and I can't see any reports of any major delays at the moment. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, thank you very much. I think I forgot to mention on air, sorry, I, I tweeted it. We spoke to Lydia earlier on. On, who's looking for her dad, Brian Byrne, who's gone missing. So the pictures of him are on Facebook now. So if you get the chance, you never know, do you? And I don't normally do these things, but uh, you, you never know. Facebook.com forward slash BBC3CR. Go and have a look. There's some pictures of Brian. He's very distinctive looking and his distinctive van. If you've seen them, well, in the last uh, seven, eight days, um, you know, get in touch. Probably best to get in touch with the police. 101, I would suggest. Facebook.com forward slash BBC3CR and share it around, you know. Right, 7.45, it's Friday the 15th of May. I'm Ian Lee, these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Wickham Wanderers are through to the League Two playoff final at Wembley after beating Plymouth last night, but Stevenage miss out after losing in extra time at Southend. Bedfordshire Police are calling for people to report homophobic hate crime and a memorial garden for babies and children at Milton Keynes Hospital has been vandalised. 08459 455555. What happened to the lollipop man who stopped a fire engine on a 999 call? We'll find out after the weather with Elizabeth. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Hello, very good morning to you. We're starting to see that cloud thin and break. We'll get some good spells of sunshine for the rest of the day now. Not wall-to-wall sunshine. There will be some cloud around at times and just a light westerly breeze that will feel nice and pleasant. We're looking at top temperatures of up to 16 or 17 Celsius, 63 in Fahrenheit. Uh, staying dry, of course, for the rest of the day today and overnight too. A mild night to come. Temperatures down to 10 or 11 degrees. There will be a bit more cloud overnight and possibly a few outbreaks of drizzle into tomorrow morning, but that's all it will be. Over the weekend, there will be plenty of sunshine around, particularly on Saturday. It will be a dry weekend, but it will be a touch cooler and a touch breezier, and it will be a bit cloudier too on Sunday. There will be some rain to start the new working week, and northwesterly wind is going to drive some showers down at times through the course of next week. That's the forecast. Thank you, Elizabeth. Sometimes in life, things don't always go to plan. It worked perfectly for two and a half, three years till two days ago. He should refund me £1,900. Which is where we come in. We managed to get them to agree to come back in to the property on an agreed date. The JVS show takes on your consumer problems. Uh, I've basically lost the whole lot in administration charges. And helps to get to the right solution. I've received a cheque back for £578. Jonathan, I can't thank you enough. I I don't know how you do what you do, you and your team. The JVS Show, weekdays from nine, here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. I am not a fan of lollipop men and women. I don't think we... Uh, people say, oh, you're so cotton. No, we don't need them, right? Because uh, if kids are young enough, they need a no- lollipop uh, man or lady, then their parents should be uh, taking them to school and crossing the road with them. And if they're old enough, they don't need a lollipop man or lady. Well, then there's your answer. And this guy... Uh, well, remind us of this story, Catherine, because this was just incredible. Well, this was the story of the uh, fire engine that was trying to get through and the lollipop man, in this case, uh, refused to let him pass. He, he insisted on carrying out his duties. He put his hand up and stopped so that the kids could cross and the fire brigade had to get out and um, b- move the kids and move him. This was last month outside the William Austin Junior School. Uh, Jackie Britton uh, saw the incident. Morning, Jackie. Good morning. Just remind us what you saw. Well, it was in the afternoon, school time, kids were coming out, and I heard the sirens. I was upstairs, I looked out my window, the fire engine came down the road. Um, He was already crossing the kids in the middle of the road. Um, As the fire engine got near to him, it slowed down, stopped, and he just brought another group of kids out, started crossing them, and just stood there. And in the end, they, they got out the fire engine and had to move him out of the way and the kids. To get through. How did I, see? I have visions of them picking him up and doing the fireman's lift. They didn't do that, did they? No, they didn't do that. They just, they just went, you know, went to speak to him. I mean, I couldn't hear what they were saying, um, and they sort of ushered him off. You know, obviously saying to him, "For you know, get out of the way." He's been sacked, the, uh, the the lollipop man, on the grounds of gross misconduct. What do you reckon to that, Jackie? Well, I'm sorry he lost his job. I mean, it's a shame, but uh, you know, the incidents on that day. It was justified. There was nothing else they could do. It seems crazy, doesn't it? I mean, I, I, I just, where's, where, where, it's a bad example to set to the kids. We're always teaching my boys, there's a fight, there's a siren going, you get out of the way, whether you're on your bike, you're in a car, you're on the pavement, just stand back out of the way and let them get on with it. That's right, and I mean, he drove a car. He used to park just outside near our house. 
So, I mean, it wasn't as if he was unfamiliar anyway, you know. I mean, it's in the highway code anyway. Uh, has anyone replaced him, do you know, Jackie? Have you seen anyone else out there? No, there's nobody been replaced. It's been totally without a crossing patrol now, well, nearly a month. And is it, cause I'm, I'm not a massive fan of lollipop people. I don't know if we need them. What, what, what do you think? Does, does it look dangerous out there? Do you think that it could be um, yeah. a bit risky? Yes, I mean, I, I did the job for 20 years. And oh, I, OK. And I worked on four different sites. I absolutely love the job. Um, but yes, really, really, it does. It does. In most places. There are so, probably some quieter roads, but if you were to stand out here and watch how the cars park, you know, and they let the kids out on, you know, right by the school gates there, it is dangerous. Uh, Jackie, can I ask a question? When you were a lollipop woman, did, you, uh, did your lollipop stick, did it come in a case? No, no, mine was... I used to keep mine at home in the garage. Oh, because you sometimes see them carrying around in, like, um, like protective uh, bags, like guitars or something. Right, yeah, that's only because if they can't leave the pole at the right. pool or they don't live near the site, then they have to have a, one that folds down. Did you have a bit of chalk in your pocket, Jackie? Uh, no, I didn't, actually. I had a notebook and a pen. Oh, OK, because <laughs> my favourite fact, of course, is the black line in the middle is to chalk down um, numbers, isn't it? Number plates. That's right, yeah. But yeah. I, I never actually did that. If, if there was, and it was only on a few occasions, yeah. problems, I just used to put, put it down on a piece of paper in my pocket on a pen. Jackie, it's good to talk to you. Could, could you be our official lollipop person correspondent? Yes, I would take that on, my darling, any time. Jackie, that is your title. There's no money involved. You know that, don't you? I do it for free anyway. <laughs> Jackie, you're a good sport. Thank you very much much indeed. That's Jackie Britton. Keep her number, file her under official lollipop person correspondent for this show. I think we might start handing out more official uh, correspondent positions. Why not? I think we should. I think, well, let, let me think about this uh, and, and maybe maybe next week we'll start handing out some official correspondent positions. 08459 455 555 81333. Start your text 3CR. Have we got any texts? No. I hope so, because I've got nothing in the papers. Well, um, yesterday you, you spoke about the woman who'd been told to take her flagpole down because it was dangerous. Oh. <laughs> this was, the, the Daily Mail did a brilliant story. Well, and as soon as I saw it, I thought, this is not the story they want us to think it is. It, we were supposed to be outraged that this pensioner had been ordered by um, politically correct councillors to remove her flagpole. She's not allowed to fly the union flag or the flag. Of... That wasn't the story. It wasn't because it was the union flag. It wasn't, you know, because Muslims would be offended. It was health and safety. She had a 70-foot flagpole up and it wasn't erected properly. And, they, and the council said, look, it's not about the flag. If this falls on someone, a kiddie or a car... We're going to look really bad, and people will say, why didn't you make her take the flag down? Well, this is it. Phil said, you predicted an exaggerating response, including the words, I bet they wouldn't take it down if it had the ISIS flag on it. Do you remember saying that? I did say that, yes. I said, if you check the UKIP Facebook page, you'll find a long thread full of comments exactly as you predicted. <laughs> really? Yeah, apparently so. Why am I feeding back so much? They're no louder than normal. What's going on here? Mine are really loud. I can't help. I can't do anything about that. I'm afraid. You can. Yeah, you can. I don't. I, we'll do that off X. I don't know which one it is. Um, yeah. Well, the, the her line was. Well, this isn't what you'd expect. In, you'd expect this in communist Russia or something. But um, there's loads of that on the UKIP page, is there? Yeah. Oh, dear, Apparently dear, so. Dearie, dearie me. Well, there you go. Someone's asking about the Zippy and Bungle rhyme and wanted to know the last line. Just uh, I've retweeted it. I think I've retweeted it, so you can go and have a little look at that and um, and see. Anything else, or should I try and find a story in, um, Let, in one of the papers? Let's talk about stories. It's oh, people. Let's no, talk yeah, about exactly, it. exactly. Here's something, and I totally buy this. I don't like talking to people. I don't. It's weird. I don't like conversation with people. Well, it's weird. I must have missed the, um, the, the day at school when they taught you how to do small talk. I don't get it. I, my my father-in-law had a go at me once for not being able to do t small talk. 
I didn't know what to say to him. Sounds like a joke. And do you know what? I'm going to use that uh, one day. Let me write that down. Didn't know what to say to him. But it's true, I didn't know what to say to him. I was speechless. I don't get it. How was, how was, what do you do for a living? I work in, uh, I'm a trucker. All right. How's it going? The only small talk I know, know how to do is if I'm in the back of a cab. Busy night drive? I'm in. I'm in there. I can talk to drivers in cab. Busy night drive? I was in the back of a, um, a limousine in a, a funeral cortege the other day and we had exactly the same conversation. Of course he's been busy. Yeah, of course he's been People are dying all the time. And that's sad but true. Make small talk at work. We'd rather go and hide in the loo. Oh, yes. Trapped at your desk, it can feel like there's no escape from the inane chatter of your colleagues. Are you listening, colleagues? Inane chatter. I think you know who I'm talking about. That'll get him panicking. But when it comes to avoiding a detailed report of their latest holiday or an update on that long-running drama with the plumber, it seems we'll try almost anything. I tell you what doesn't work these days, and this should work, right? And I do this with Scoins a lot, and he doesn't take the hint. Scoins will come and stand behind me, right, and talk about, oh, I don't know, Eurovision or elections or Nadine Doris or, you know, Luton Council or something. And they'll talk, and like, so after two minutes, you think, oh, I should turn around and face him. So I swivel on it, and I turn around and face him, and he talks. And I give him, like, three, four minutes, and I think, right, this is boring now. So then I go back to, to mainly uh, composing emails to you, Catherine, saying, God, Paul Scoynes is so boring. Um, and that should be enough. The back-turning, the typing, the picking up of the phone, the looking at it, that should be enough. But it's not. He'll carry on talking. He'll actually carry on talking. Do you know what I wish they would install? Those chairs out of the voice. So people can start, yeah. and if I'm interested, I'll turn around, but if I'm not, they should jog on. Um, whether it's hiding in toilets or going to a fake meeting, a fake meeting, a feeting, wow. Britons will do a lot to avoid small talk. A I'm always pretending to be on the phone when I'm out and about. Always pretending to be on the phone. And I've got off tube trains early to avoid... Well, Hugh, Tenis, Hugh Dennis got on a tube train. And I'd met him, like, the week before. I don't know him, but I'd met him the week before and we'd had a conversation. I thought... It was literally four days before and I thought, that's close enough. That if he sees me, we're going to have another conversation. I've got nothing to say to him. I can't hear on the underground particularly well, as you, as you know, because of the hubbub. hubbub. Yeah, I can't. I can't hear very well on a tube. I really can't. So I got off. I got off at the next... I hid behind a book, got off at the next stop. Roland Riveron as well. I got off a bus early so I wouldn't have to talk to him. Mm. Well, a, a survey released today found nearly six in ten people, six in ten, what, that's almost um, 50%, admit dodging conversations with colleagues. 60%. While a third do so, well, a third isn't 60%, mate, that's about 28%. Six, six in ten is. Do every day. It's just under 50%. Anyway. One in eight, that's 90% of people say they hide from workmates. It's an eighth. For example, no thanks, mate, I've given up. <laughs> that's, a, that's a joke for the heads and the, the, the teenagers out there, guys. Have you got any Rizzlers, by the way? I don't know, don't know what I'm saying now. Uh, what, for example, by ducking down so their computer screen blocks them from view. <laughs> Others pretend to be on the phone, that's me. Make up an urgent deadline. <laughs> oh, this is a great one! I'm going to be watching for this in the kitchen. Or open the office fridge and peer inside until they're left alone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's made me laugh. Oh, that's a good one. 
the survey of 2,000 people commissioned by Age UK. Oh. What? Old people like to talk, don't they? As part of an anti-loneliness campaign. No, no, Uh. no, no, don't give us any of that nonsense. Oh, okay. The major reason given for avoiding chit-chat was a lack of time. No, I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to know that your 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 kid has, has you know has, can can spit great, but people. I don't want to know that. I want to know about your kids, Catherine, because your kids are beautiful. Yours are the only children I think I'm interested in, apart from well. No, yours are the only children I think I'm interested in. What about your own? Exactly. Yeah. They're getting right on my nerves at the moment. They're getting right on my... Do you know what they were doing last night? Tell me. And I must I'm admit, really I, interested. I must admit I joined in because it was winding their mum up. Go on, was it involving bottoms? Why is she looking in the fridge? Head, shoulders, bums and willies, bums <laughs> and willies. Head, shoulders, bums and willies, bums and willies. And then they've peaked then, right? They've peaked. Well, they've done, they've done head, shoulders, bums and willies. Where are you going to go for the next bit? Bums and willies and farts and bums. Head, shoulders, bums and willies, bums and willies. Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Boston on the A1. It's slow southbound from the St. Louis Junction to the Black Cat roundabout. And in Little Haddam, it's slow on the A120 at Albury Road westbound. Park Lane in Beaconsfield is busier than usual in both directions at the A40 in London Road. And on the M25, it's busy anti-clockwise from Junction 17 for Maple Cross to 16 for the M40. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, you, listen, I know I cut you short. You've always got longer. When that music <laughs> goes, you've got as long. I don't need to talk. It's not. I'm not James Whale. It's not about ego for me. <laughs> well, I, well, I, you know, it just feels like it should be time for you to talk, well, but it's, it's, I can it's, carry it's, on. You, you've got to stop now. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's eight o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Wickham heading for Wembley, but Stevenage miss out. Bedfordshire police urge people to report homophobic hate crime and vandals target Memorial Garden at Milton Keynes Hospital. BBC Three Counties Radio. Wickham Wanderers are through to the League Two playoff final at Wembley after beating Plymouth at Adams Park last night. Gareth Ainsworth's side will face South End next Saturday after they beat Stevenage. If we can do the job at Wembley, there will be a high-key celebration there, believe me. But tonight... We've won a game, we've got to Wembley. Yes, we want to celebrate the fans, and you've done fantastic for us. I'm sure the boys will be having a beer amongst ourselves, but publicly, we haven't achieved anything yet. Meanwhile, Stevenage boss Graham Westley has raised question marks over his future after their extra time defeat. My contract expires on May the 31st, and, uh, you know, things are, things at the club are, you know, are going to change, I think, and, uh, you know, we'll see how things evolve in the, in the coming days and the coming weeks. Bedfordshire police are calling for people to report homophobic hate crime. They say people need to have the courage to report it and have raised the rainbow flag at police headquarters in Kempston. Greg Ratty is a gay rights campaigner and a former advisor to Hertfordshire Police. I personally think it's a little bit of PR, uh, really, because I just don't think that uh, things aren't prioritised as, as, mm. as much as they were. For example, like I got shouted at in the street um, puffs the other day. I, I didn't go to the police. There's no point. It's not... Um, it's not a, something I would bother even to do. Network rail workers will begin a 24-hour strike on Bank Holiday Monday, the 25th of May. Members of the RMT union will walk out at 5pm in a dispute over pay. A memorial garden for babies and children at Milton.
Milton Keynes Hospital has been vandalised. A water feature was smashed and memorial stones taken. One parent has now set up an online page to raise funds to repair it. Tracy Ray is a bereavement midwife who helped parents set up the garden. It's very, very private. We didn't have CCTV because you know we agreed as a team, the gardening team and myself, that we didn't want CCTV. We wanted it to be private and personal for bereaved parents. Um, however, obviously, we need to change our mind, I think, now. David Cameron will have his first meeting since the election with Nicola Sturgeon of the SNP today. The two leaders will meet in Edinburgh. The daughter of a missing man from Hertfordshire has appealed for him to make contact. 58-year-old Brian Byrne from Hertford was last seen last Thursday evening. His daughter, Lydia Tyrrell, told this programme that the discovery of his white Vauxhall van in Nasing in Essex on Wednesday afternoon was a breakthrough. There's been helicopters out, but uh, finding the van was a revelation like just because that we were kind of holding on to that that would have been key for us to try and locate his whereabouts i've got so many volunteers out yesterday i went up to um the lee valley boating area and that's where they were um parked up you know there was volunteers about 30 police out looking for him. A lollipop man's been sacked following a council investigation after he stopped a fire engine on its way to a 999 call in Luton. Firefighters had to physically remove the crossing attendant from the street outside William Austin Junior School last month. And one of the famous blues singers, B.B. King, has died. He was 89. The weather, sunny spells, a maximum temperature 16 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Thank you, Simon. Morning. Oh, I'll be honest. It, it, well, today's show looked a bit flat when we uh, we came in this morning at five minutes to six. No, I mean at first, uh, uh, half past four. For, uh, it's been a corker. The first hour down the rabbit hole. We don't talk about it after seven, but. They went half good. Last hour, we had um, two very emotional women. We had Lydia on, whose dad, Brian, has gone missing. If you want to see what Brian looks like, Brian Byrne, he's a big lad, six foot five. Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CI has been missing since last week. And she was obviously very upset, so... Um, Fingers crossed he's all right, and he's just, you know, he just wants a little bit of uh, time alone. Let's hope that's what's happened. Oh, there's been other bits and pieces as well. We've been asking what you'd insure. Uh, I'll stop talking and just crack on, shall I? Yes. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Bedfordshire police are calling for people to have the courage to report homophobic hate crime. The force says that despite progress towards legal equality, many people still live in fear of the crime which goes underreported in the county. Today, the rainbow flag is being raised at police headquarters in Kempston as part of a celebration of equality. Well, Deputy Chief uh, Constable of Bedfordshire Police is John Boucher. Morning, John. Morning, Ian. Thanks how for do you... inviting me on the uh, show. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure, sir. How do you know it's being unreported if it's not being reported? <laughs> We know from speaking to the communities that many people um, don't want to report these crimes. They think it will simply stop at some stage. I think many people, you've probably had some of your listeners ring in, accept certain levels of behaviour. And um, some people think if they report it, things might get worse. Um, 
and young people especially in, live in real fear of this sort of activity. It's just bullying and unacceptable. And all sorts of young people, you know, they self-harm. There's intimidation and bullying on the internet with regards to homophobic activity. It's not acceptable. It's not fair on our young people, and we need to do more about it. What, now, what would you class as homophobic bullying? We, we spoke to a gentleman earlier on who said that he'd, he'd been walking down the street the other day and someone shouted, puff at him. Now, it's quite a 1970s thing, but uh, and he said he didn't report it. Would you class that as homophobic bullying? I think it's certainly homophobic behaviour towards that gentleman, and that gentleman might feel, and he's every right to, that he's tolerant of that. I think when you think of young people still finding their way in life and discovering themselves, when they are subjected to that in the street and at school, that causes them not to then go into school and not to thrive at school, that's the sort of vulnerability that I think we in the police and partners and in education have got to work really hard to demonstrate that we are there for them and we can help them and we will help them. So the police have got it wrong in the past then because the fact that you're having to flag up that, you know, gay people can go and talk to the police would imply that you've not given that message well enough before now. I think society's got it wrong in the past, and I think we're probably all of an age where we know that. Um, and t- the raising of the flag today, which you mentioned, is just one thing that we're doing in Bedfordshire and other forces across the three counties. All the forces are very focused on these issues of hate crime. Um, we're doing as much as we can to support the International Day on Sunday, which has been going since 1990. And again, I think from your question, that demonstrates only since 1990 that we had this International Day. Um, so, yeah, I think in the past, going back many years, the police haven't got it right, and we're doing everything we can now to address that. Hey, 50 years ago, you'd have been arresting them, you know, not flying the flag. So it shows that we are, we are making progress. The, the gentleman we spoke to uh, uh, earlier on uh, thought that uh, Greg Ratty, who is a gay rights campaigner, he suggested that maybe flying the flag was a little bit patronising. I suppose that that's his opinion and he's entitled to it. And I have had a couple of people mention that to me um, as well. But I've had more people say to me it's a demonstration of the force's commitment to yeah. this. I think far too long we've sort of, you know, not taken these, these terrible, terrible crimes seriously enough. We are doing that now. Hate crime is a priority for the force in Bedfordshire. We had double the reports last year with regards to homophobic crimes because of the confidence people have got in coming forward. And I think you may know we've got these um, liaison officers now. Yes, the lesbian and gay training. liaison officers, yeah. Yeah, that have additional training. We've already found with having those officers that people are more confident because those officers spend more time with people in coming forward and supporting prosecutions against people who commit these offences who are simply... Bullies and bigots. Oh, yeah. What, what, what extra training of these uh, laglows... Uh, that's probably the last time I'm going to use that. What, what, what extra training have they had? They have a special training. It's a week's training where uh, we look at case studies and experiences from listening to victims and witnesses in the past as to what, I suppose you would say, police didn't do. Yeah. So they have far more empathy and understanding. But what I would say is not only in Bedfordshire Police but across police forces and certainly in the region, the three counties... Our recruits all get really good input now around how to support people who are subject to homophobic attacks and in reporting those crimes. I was going to say, why why don't all um, coppers have this training? They do. No, they do. I think, uh, and I will use the term once if I'm over May, Laglows do have that additional training that gives them that extra sort of understanding about these issues. I mean, one thing I do want to get across, though, and if I can, is it really is important that people do report these crimes because if we don't know about it, it won't necessarily stop. I think that's why people often don't report it. It won't necessarily stop. We can help. 
And it might not be that we arrest them. We might be able to do things working with the victims just so that they can live a much healthier and freer life without that sort of intimidation and bullying. Uh, John, I, I, I wish you the best of luck with it. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, Ian. Thanks Cheers, for mate. Thank you very much indeed. That's uh, John Boucher, Deputy, Deputy Chief Constable of Bedfordshire Police. 08459 455 I suppose anything that helps communities trust the police more I don't but I don't know I don't know I need to speak to a gay man I need I demand to speak to a gay man what there are gay women oh yeah what Mm -hmm. well yeah I need to (laughs) you know that someone will go hang on this is only uh, this only uh, laglos are lesbian and gay liaison officers what about the transgenders what about the bisexual they're all covered they're not covered in that title I need to speak to lesbian gay bisexual or transgender people. Well, and what do you encounter every day? How much of it is something you would report? Well, yeah, I mean, someone shouting... It's funny, isn't it? Someone shouting puff in the street. You kind of go... But then someone shouting uh, the the abbreviated version of Pakistani in the street. You think, oh... I, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's a strange one, isn't it? I don't know. I don't. But, I don't know. But then also being whistled out in the street, having someone shouting something disgusting at you because you're a woman. I mean, I, I haven't reported that. Maybe I should. Are we too sensitive? Have well, we gone too much the other way? I think there's a certain amount of me just thinking, well, he's an idiot. I'm not going to respond yeah, to it. Yeah, are we, are we, are we oversensitive to... I don't... I'm just kicking... I'm not saying this is what I think. I'm just, you know, kicking this idea around. Are we too sensitive in, in, in you know, the offence that we take? But then again, I'm a white, middle-aged, middle-class bloke. There's not really... Like, the best insult I had shouted at me in the street was when some builders were eyeing up my wife and I was with her. I was wearing a green jacket and a hat. I might have had glasses on as well. And um, they were on. I said, oh, "Are you steady on, mate?" He, he nudged at his mate and looked at my wife's bum. I said, "Are you steady on, mate? I'm here." And he started effing and jeffing, and I started effing and jeffing. And all he could come up with was, "Yeah, why don't you go and get stuffed, Glenn Miller?" That was the best. And I did look a little bit like Glenn Miller actually. And I thought, fair play, that's quite clever. But that was the best he could get me with. I I'm had... not Asian or black or gay, you know. So there's not really a lot you can sting me with. I had a charming bloke shouting at me uh, across the road at about eight o'clock in the morning on a Sunday morning, shouting yeah. something at me. I was walking on my there's own. Always he someone was... feeling randy. He was with his mate and he shouted something. I shouted back that I wasn't impressed. Yeah. In a shorter word. Yeah. And he threatened to come over the road and uh, beat me up. Wow. Happy Sunday. Yeah. Well, you've got Mossad training. He'd have regretted that. Well, I, told, I told you what I shouted at that lorry driver the other day. Yeah. It was, that was, that was <laughs> you a, said he wasn't very clever, but I thought it was funny. Uh, it wasn't my best. I was sinking off the hoof. He, he called me a bell and I came back with something. But I don't know why a bell is offensive. Couldn't hear everything he said. Uh, and then I came back with, with... I snapped back. It was a knee-jerk reaction. Can't say it. Far too sweary. But as I drove away, I thought, oh, man, you let, you let the side down there. Do you know what, though? If you'd have let him say that and not said anything, you'd have thought, oh, I should have said this, I should have said oh, that. Oh, I'm glad I said something, mm-hmm. definitely. It's never as clever and as I've, you'd hope, though, And I've it? never shouted that word so loudly in the street before. Wow. Really. We've got any Texas? We've got a few. Go on. Um, 81333, got... start your Texas 3CR, please. This is from Dave, who says, When I've stood waiting to speak to my boss as he pretends to do something on his computer, I softly whistle through my back teeth. Oh. He wears a hearing aid and it drives him mad. He's ripped them from his head more than once, says Dave. I'm oh, sure he's a great favourite around the office. Yeah, fun times. Um, and Mark in Bedford, in defence of the lollipopper, I got run over by a car overtaking another car at a zebra cross when I was eight, they got a lollipop person after that. That's Mark in Bedford. Tough guy, huh? Yeah. Um, I, I, I hate this country, and I'm going to tell you why. I'll tell you why. Go on. The perfect... Sorry, I popped. I haven't popped for a long time. That's a radio term. It's not what you think it is. Eat up, I said, well, Addison's a big pocket. The 
Perfect weather has led to a surge of butterflies in our gardens, meadows, woods and parks. Gorgeous. Experts, I flipping hate those disgusting creatures. If we get rid of any creature in the world, first one would be northern producers. Oh. The second one, if I had two options, would be... Um, I don't take that personally, but it's aimed primarily at you. And my people. Um, the producers. Uh, I hate butterflies and moths. They're just disgusting. But I helped your wife buy a load of them last disgusting. year. You grew them in your living room, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, and then I killed them. Oh. I pulled their wings off and set fire to their bodies. In your imagination. A British Trust for Ornithology survey has tracked soaring numbers of... They've even got horrible names. Brimstones and tortoiseshells. Record numbers of peacock butterflies have also been recorded. A spokesman said... When a spell of dry, warm weather happened at the beginning of April, the butterflies took advantage of it and reports shot through the roof. These sad little sacks with their old-fashioned police notepads that have got the elastic band and you take it off and you flip it over. Oh, look, there's a butterfly. I'm going to write that down. Oh, look, there's a butterfly. I'm going to write that down. Oh, look, there's a moth. I'm going to write that... Ah, jog on, fella. Go and... I tell you what. Go and get a girlfriend. Go and get a job. And get out of my... Well, you don't even do it in my garden. Get out. You lot make me sick. You disgust me, you you perverts. Hate them. What are you talking about? You! Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On Park Lane in Beaconsfield, that's looking really busy in both directions at the A40 London Road. And the A1 southbound in Wyboston, that's looking slow approaching the Black Cat roundabout from the St. Neots Junction. In Little Haddon, the A120 is busy westbound around Albury Road. And in Aspenden on the A10 northbound, it's looking slow around the BP roundabout. Looking at the cameras on the motorway, so they're looking quiet at the moment. There's no reports of any major delays or problems. And no reports of any problems at the moment either with the drains. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. 8.16, it's uh, Friday the 15th of May, I'm Ian Lee These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio Bedfordshire Police are calling for people to report homophobic hate crime A memorial garden for babies and children at Milton Keynes Hospital has been vandalised and Wickham Wanderers are through to the League Two playoff final at Wembley after beating Plymouth last night but Stevenage miss out after losing in extra time at Southend Boo-hoo BBC Three Counties Radio cover looks like a little leather notelet. And it got me wondering. Right. Were you and your parents the kind of people that in the 1980s... Had a file of facts. No, well... But also kept your VHS video cassettes in um, plastic cases that look like leather books. No. You didn't do that? No, we didn't. Because you're quite common in real life. <laughs> oh, dear. You, I, I, I don't... I don't... I know I shouldn't do, deconstruct you on air, but I'm going to. You're actually very, very common. What? How big's your TV? How do... Well, admit... <laughs> but hoisted by your own petard. Yes, well, unfortunately, yes. I'm afraid I have let myself down with the size of my it's TV. It's like 52 inches or something, isn't it? No, it's... Uh, what is it? 42. OK. Forty, uh, no, 40, I think, this one. It really? OK. What did I have before? You had a big... You had something in the 50s, I'm sure. I had... No, I had a 42-inch. Yep. That went wrong. Yep. And I went for a 40-inch because my 42-inch yeah. had a massive frame around it. So right. the 40-inch looks much sm... No, actually, I think it's the other way around. Oh, I think I've got a 46-inch. <laughs> And also, you know you can buy TVs without the frames around. Yeah, so my new one has hardly got any frame. Oh, that... 
so common. It's it's very it's so, a very. But you didn't have the the, the VHS video things that look like books you did didn't no, you? no 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 we didn't no i did have a file of facts thing. yeah i bet i bet you've still got it i bet you still <gasps> no, I, have, no I haven't but i like i like uh, to keep my phone in a little leather wallet yes keep okay. it all nice and snazzy yes well i wish i'd had got mine earlier because my my screen is is you know smashed it where do you see that's why yes that's why i've got this yes well done what's in your show this morning you snob no <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, talking of snob. Yeah, go on. You're going to love. There's a video going on uh, Facebook later. Yeah. Of because uh, on Monday we've got an exclusive. Oh. An exclusive. We're doing uh, we're, we're doing a, a report on speeding on the M1 in Bedfordshire. Okay. Yeah. Um, and they took me out and they filmed me driving. Who were they? Uh, along with you know the, the oh cam- the the, the, the boffins here, upstairs. Yeah. Yes. Uh, they took me out. They filmed me driving on the M1. Yeah. Well. That report, of course, will go out on Monday. Oh, dear. But they, it would appear they filmed all my outtakes oh. of me being very, very rude oh. about the car I was... They were making me drive not and also you. the other drivers on the roads, and apparently they're going to put that on Facebook later. Oh, not you being rude about other people. I won't believe it mm. until I see it and it goes viral. Well, that's happening later on today, Fant- apparently. <laughs> Fantastic. Coming up on the big phone this morning from nine. Do you think Nigel Farage should resign? Nigel Farage oh. has ruled out standing down as leader of the party despite a bitter row over his future. Yeah. Last night on the BBC's Question Time, he claimed to have a phenomenal level of support within the party. But just days ago, he was described by UKIP campaign chief as snarling, aggressive and thin-skinned. And the party treasurer, Hugh Williams, donor Stuart Wheeler, and ex-MEP Godfrey Bloom, they've all suggested it's time for him to go. Well, from nine this morning, I want to hear your reaction to this big story. It's all over the front pages of the papers Mm. today. Do you think Nigel Farage should resign? Your call, your opinion on 08459 455 555 from nine. Every weekday from three, local stories. People in Watford are being urged to celebrate their local heroes by creating a postcard in their honour. In other local news, rugby fans are being warned to watch out for fake World Cup tickets. Roberto Peroni. Now, a metal detectorist has discovered a archaeological find in a field near Royston in Hertfordshire. Taxi drivers in Luton are demanding to be allowed to drive in bus lanes at all times. There is to be a new station at the Leighton Buzzard Narrow Gauge Railway. Roberto Peroni. Weekdays from three on BBC Three Counties Radio. Yes! Yes! Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Okay. Feeling the vibe. Morning, guys. Go back to that story about the uh, the baby memorial that got... um, well, smashed up by a bunch of idiots. We'll, we'll speak to uh, one of the mums involved in that in just a little bit, but 08459 455 555 is the phone number. Katia! Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning, Katia! Yes, I have a lovely Can day. I ask you? Yes? What We're asking what part of your body you get insured, OK? What, what, what's this story, Catherine? Remind me of the story. Cheese sniffer. What's your job? Job? I'm a cheese sniffer. Jog on, mate. He's getting his nose insured. Yeah, for five million. How does that? Honestly, no one's been able to explain how does that work. You know what? You probably make more. Five million. I would chop chopping it off. I would would sniff in the cheese. I would pay hoodies (laughs) to chop my nose off. Yeah. Or or I pay um, a a hoodie to to break my nose. Pay a hoodie what? What do they want? A can of hooch and a packet of silk cut. Break my nose. They could just ram something up there, quite heavy. Yeah, exactly. Roger Ramjet my nose, uh, and then I lose my sense of smell. Kerchief, 
sorry. You, you, you could have um, covered the phone. Um, you got a cold, Katia? Yeah, you sound, no. Well, hang on, which is it? <laughs> One of the two. OK, I'm going to say yeah. yes, because you sound snotty mm-hmm. and you sound coffee. Yeah. I'm drinking coffee, there's yeah. a coincidence. <laughs> so, uh, how could you... Anyway. Well, remember, if he can't smell it, he can't taste it either, so he's... Well, if he can't smell the it, there's no, there's no way that he would have dealt it. <laughs> Katia, what part of your body would you ensure? My eyes. Your what? Eyes. Oh, it was the accent. <laughs> Why would you insure your eyes? Well, because I'm an engraver. If I can't I'll insure see... your fingers, then. No, 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 no. Blind because people can no, engrave. I've, you no, said blind people can no, engrave. No, because if something happened to my hands, yeah. I still could try and engrave with my feet. Supposing everything below <laughs> the neck is gone. It's, you're just a head <laughs> on a tray. Yes. And that, that happens. I've seen it. Yeah. Think of... Okay. Well, that's, a dream, that's a dream. But in, uh, Eric, dreams, dreams can come true, baby. <laughs> Look at me, I'm into you. Braille. So, I could engrave Braille. You could engrave Braille? Yes. If you'd lost your eyes? Yes. So you, why have you insured your eyes then? OK, today. Mmm. OK, let me think again. <laughs> what are you going to insure, Katia? OK, then my fingers, I guess. Well, supposing you can't see anything. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> You've not thought this through. No, I haven't. I probably have to make an audio in case something awful happens to me. Yeah, you should yeah. do something. Well, Katia, great call, mate. No! Thank you very much. <laughs> call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh, dear. Uh, this is a very sad... Well, it's sad and it's puzzling, this story. I just... I don't get it. CCTV is uh, going to be installed in the Children's Memorial Garden at Milton Keynes Hospital in a bid to keep thieves and vandals out. A fountain was smashed to bits last week by someone trying to nick it. Emma Alban is a parent who uh, helped create the garden. Morning, Emma. Morning, morning. Uh, thanks for joining us. Tell, tell us about this garden. Why, why were you so keen to uh, get this garden created? Um, well, it's always been there. Um, it's just kind of just been neglected over the years. Um, and sadly, we uh, we lost our daughter three years ago. So um, we didn't have that garden to visit. And we really wanted to create something for parents to be able to go to and find solace, really. And, and well, describe it to us. What, what was it like before all this nonsense happened? Absolutely beautiful. Um, it's hard to describe. It was just picturesque we just it what we created was absolutely perfect and we had such great feedback for from it um it you know we took quite some months planning it um a lot of work went into it um so it was really disappointing um when obviously this has happened and uh, what was your daughter's name emma uh bella bella did you have one of those pebbles with bella's yeah. name they sound lovely what what, what were they bella. like um, they're just small, tiny black pebbles yeah. um, with with children's names engraved on them. So we tried to cater for as many parents as possible who wanted to have one there. So mm. there are, I believe, over 100 pebbles there. It sounds like a very magical and uh, special place for, mm. uh, you know, parents um, who are going through something that no parent should no. have to go through. Um, and now some idiots have gone in and, and, and smashed bits up and, and, and tried to... What exactly have they done? Um, they've broken the water feature um, in half, and that seemed to be that's the centerpiece of the garden, and that seemed to be what they were aiming to take. Um, I mean, it is fitted quite into the ground, so they weren't successful in getting it, but they did break it in half trying to do so. Um, they damaged quite a lot of the shrubbery and the plants. Um, it, it's just devastating to see see it in the state that it's in now. How, how did you discover this? It wasn't some poor parent, was it, that, that kind of walked in one day um, and went, oh, God. No, fortunately not. Um, but it was Tracy, um, the bereavement midwife, who, yeah. who was informed of it by the hospital staff. Yeah. So 
Um, and then obviously we were called, as myself um, and my partner Lee, that actually provided the, the water feature to the garden. So um, we, he did a skydive with some friends. Um, oh, he was because we spoke to Tracy. He was the fella that did the skydive, yeah. did he? Oh, dearie me. Yeah. Oh, um, oh dear. To raise what? the funds for it. So was it, was it. Were you not terrified, Emma, of him jumping out of an aeroplane? Yes, I was, and I was pregnant with our second oh. daughter then. <laughs> um, so, yes, very. But he, he did it safely, obviously. Yes, absolutely. Um, CCTV, it's looking like, is, is going to have to be installed. I mean, it, sad turn of events, isn't it? But I guess it's essential. Yes, oh, absolutely. It, you know, we did talk about installing CCTV when we were planning the garden, um, but it was something we wanted to avoid. We wanted parents and families to be able to go there and for it to be private, really, and not feel like you were being watched. And unfortunately, we've had to go to the length of having CCTV now, and hopefully parents and families will understand why we've had to do that. Uh, and when do you hope to get it all back up and running and, uh, you know, looking spick and span again? Well, we have our first um, anniversary coming up in June. Um, so on Friday the 12th of June uh, will be our first anniversary um, kind of celebration. So yeah. between between 6 and 8 p.m. So all friends, you know, families, friends, um, parents are all welcome. Um, so we really want to get it up and running by then. Uh, there is a Just Giving page if anyone wants to contribute. Justgiving.com yes. forward yes, slash... Yes, we've had... Yeah, we've well, had let me just amazing give, Let me just give out, sorry, Christelle-Thomas, and it's C-H-R-I-S-T-E-L-L-E dash Thomas one, the number one. Uh, and it's been, that's been a lot of people going there, have there, Emma? Yeah, absolutely. We've had great... Overwhelmed, actually, by the, the support that we've had since it's happened. Um, and, I mean, even local charities such as Emily Starr, um, Harry's Rainbow... And the Jessica Sherman Foundation have all donated towards it. So it's, it's really nice to see so many people getting behind it. I think I can hear someone calling you in the background. Uh, my daughter, uh, my 18-month-old, uh, yeah. Oh, flip it away. <laughs> I, 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 it's funny, isn't it? You, every stage of where they go through when they're young, you kind of think, oh, I'll never forget this. I, I, now I've got boys of five and three. I can't remember what mm. an 18-month can do, but they, they can pretty much do everything now, can't oh, they? Oh, amazing. It, you know, as she keeps growing, it's the best age every month. Yeah. Another, oh, this is the best part. Um, so yeah, I mean, we're, we're very lucky that we've we've got another daughter. But you know, it's. Well, this is a very special place. Well, it's a special yeah. place that you can go and remember Bella and all the other parents can go and remember Absolutely. And that's, their that, kids. that's why it's so special. So. Emma, I wish you the best of luck. I hope it gets Thank sorted you very soon. Much. Thank you for your Thank time. You. There we go. Oh, dear me. Oh, wait, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. Yeah, 18 months is a handful, I seem to remember. 18 months is tricky, isn't it? That's that's. Um, so when it starts getting psychological. Because you can't yeah. really reason with an 18 month old as well as. I mean, with a three and a five month old, there is a psychological warfare going on. But yeah. an 18 month old, it's just. They're just nuts, aren't they? And they don't stay where you put them. Dearie me. Never again. Never again. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Flitwick, Station Road is reported to be blocked at the avenue. We've heard call, a caller Stu has called to say that there's been an accident there at the high street in the avenue. In Boston on the A1, it's slow southbound between the St. Neots Junction and the Black Cat roundabouts. And looking at the speed sensors in Aspenden on the A10 northbound, that's looking busy on London Road just before the BP roundabouts. In Little Haddam on the A120, that's slow westbound around Albury Road. And in Borehamwood on the A1, there are queues southbound between the Holiday Inn and Barnet Lane at Stirling Corner. On the motorway, so looking at the cameras, it's looking fairly quiet and no reports of any problems on the trains. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
It's 8.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Bedfordshire Police are calling for people to report homophobic hate crime. They say people need to have the courage to report it and will raise the rainbow flag at police headquarters in Kempston. Network rail workers will begin a 24-hour strike on Bank Holiday Monday, the 25th of May. Members of the RMT union will walk out at 5pm in a dispute over pay. And a memorial garden for babies and children at Milton Keynes Hospital has been vandalised. A water feature was smashed and memorial stones taken. One parent has now set up an online page to raise funds to repair it. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Wickham Wanderers are through to the League Two playoff final at Wembley after beating Plymouth at Adams Park last night. The Chairboys won 2-1 on the night with first-half goals from Paul Hayes and Alfie Mawson to win 5-3 on aggregate. His manager, Gareth Ainsworth. I'm so proud of the team. I'm so pleased that we can be optimistic about Wickham Wanderers because, one, off the pitch, things are going in the right direction because of Andrew Howard. And on the pitch, we've gelled quicker than anyone would thought. And in our wildest dreams, we never thought we'd get to Wembley this year. So the optimism been back at Wickham and that hasn't been there for, for many years. And long-serving midfielder Matt Bloomfield is looking forward to the final. If you're going to get promoted, the best way is to do it at Wembley. You know, have a day out for the fans. They've been with us all season. You know, and it's a thank you to them for last year staying with us all through this season. You know, they've been absolutely fantastic. And, you know, to do it at Wembley would be just amazing. So it'll be a great day out for everybody. And, you know, we'll be doing everything we can to make sure it finishes on a high. But, you know, if you're going to do it, then, then why not do it at Wembley? But Stevenage miss out on Wembley after losing 3-1 on the night at Southend and 4-2 on aggregate. Tom Pett gave the Borough the lead. Southend missed an injury time penalty to win it, but did then score twice in the second period of extra time. Manager Graham Wesley has hinted he might not be at the club next season. My contract expires on May the 31st and, uh, you know, things are, things at the club are, you know, are going to change, I think. And, uh, you know, we'll see how things evolve in the in the coming days and the coming weeks. So it's Wickham versus Southend in the League 2 playoff final at Wembley. It's a week tomorrow, Saturday May the 23rd. Tickets have gone on sale this morning. Wanderers allocated over 21,000. This evening, Middlesbrough are at home to Brentford for the second leg of their championship playoff semi-final. Middlesbrough go into the match with a 2-1 lead and Watford have announced their first friendly ahead of the new Premier League season will be a trip to AFC Wimbledon on Saturday July the 11th. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at nine. sailing ship there were 40 boys and girls they would sail their ship around the globe so they called it the united world the ship was just three weeks from shore when a hurricane bore it down the waves were big as mountains they felt they would surely drown they jumped into the lifeboats rolled away from the wreck A watchful pair of eyes And living in the valley Were people lost in time Ruled over by a tyrant Whose face was in a mask The 
children must defeat him so they can escape at last from the lost islands. The lost islands. I fear we're going to struggle to fill the last uh, 30 minutes of the show because there's nothing happening. I was promised, uh, God damn it, I was promised that once the election was over, uh, there would be news in the newspapers. There ain't no news in the newspapers. You can you know that because most of them, well, they've they've all got the same front page, I think, haven't they? A lot of them seem to have about that. Um, oh, uh, the IRA plot to kill the, uh, Prince Charles and that that, that old woman, um, the the um, uh, not the, the uh, poppy seller, who uh, killed herself. There's nothing in the. I mean, look, this is it. This is what they filled the papers with. Sani Barmy. Brits scoff 250 million sandwiches a week with triangles, the most popular shape. Now, here's a thing. Here's a thing. Triangles taste better. They do. They, but you don't get as... I think, and I know this isn't true, but you don't get as much sandwich in a triangle. You know that is true because I used to make sandwiches in triangles and there is a trick. Well, what's the trick, mate? You put all the filling in the middle, like in a line. Then you cut along that line, and it looks like it's really, really full. But there's very little at the back of the. No, but I'm, I, no, I'm talking about surface area. You're still getting the same surface area, but in my mind, you're not getting the same surface area. Because it's pointy. Yeah, I tell you what tastes nicer: uh, t- uh, triangle t- sandwiches, grated cheese. Grated yeah. cheese is nicer than blocks there's of cheese. There's a reason for that because oh, it allows the God. circulation of the air, and you can taste it better. God, when did you become so boring? I watched QI. Yeah, well, there you go. You see. Oh, eight four five nine four double five five. So that's the best. That's the best story in the papers. Then they got this. It's just full of little rubbishy things. No selfie control. Oh, I mean, flipping it. Women. I don't understand. I don't understand this at all. This can't be true. This has to be a misprint, right? Women. God knows I'm going to fill two hours later on today because there's nothing. <coughs> Women spend five and a half hours a week taking an average three selfies a day. Uh, what? what women? Some women. Under 25s. All right. Girls. But so, 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 but hang on a minute. So three selfies a day, that's 21 selfies a week. How the hell is that five and a half hours? How is that fun? That works out at like about 45 minutes a selfie. Yeah, because it takes them ages. They have to get prepped for it, don't they? And do the duck face. No, but Stand I don't... Stand in front of the mirror and pop the hip. I don't I don't buy this stuff. I don't buy this stuff. No, people don't go around doing selfies all the time. I mean, apart from Dealey, obviously, obviously. His phone, if you go into the photograph uh, section of his phone, uh, it really is... Well, you've got to be... A, you've got to tread carefully. Uh, I mean, really... Some of the pictures there, they're, they're not for public consumption. Well, consumption is the word. But but also, it's full of selfies. It's full of selfies. He's a grown man in his 40s. He's older than me. And he spends his whole time doing that. Oh, eight four five nine four double five five double five. Now, I don't... I mean... I didn't want to do this because this is kind of my, my standard fare. So I'm going to read it. And allow you, dear listener, to pass comment, because this isn't me saying... And I've been saying this for a long time. I'm a trailblazer. Safety fears as over-70s refuse to stop driving. Ladies and gentlemen, I have been saying this for years. And now the Daily Mail says it. Your paper says it, old people. Your paper, your your, um, byline is telling you to stop driving. 
if you're over 70, I'd say 67, but 70, yeah, sure, why not? 08459 455555. There are 10,000 more motorists aged 70 and over every month. Every month. So that means in the last five minutes, there have been 68,000 drivers over the age of 70. Or something like that. I may have got those figures wrong, but I'm going to stick to the figures that were in the paper, actually. I'm not going to extrapolate for various reasons. There are 10,000 more motorists aged 70 and over every month as older drivers refuse to give up their licences. And there are 200... Oh, there's a lot of numbers here. There are two... Oh, for crying out loud! There are 232 drivers over the age of 100. Oh, for... No, 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 no. And so there are two... This is incredible. Listen to this. There are 232 drivers over the age of 100 and 100 drivers over the age of 232. Do you want to know something even more chilling? Most of those people will not have taken a test. You didn't have to in the old days. My dad never took a driving test. Did he wear his seatbelt? Um, when he felt like it. Yeah. With the oldest being 107. Get your freak on. <laughs> Did I use that in the appropriate context then? Yeah. I no, like Missy Elliott. No. I do like Missy Elliott. Mm. I do. I like her. What's the song where she's driving around on a tractor? That is a good... You know what I'm talking about, don't you, Kels? You didn't expect such a hip reference from this old fart. <laughs> There we go. Missy Elliott, on, maybe this call is Missy Elliott. Missy Elliott on the back of a tractor singing a song and it's a good one. I don't know what it is, it's enough good. Is her driving like loads of tractors? There are 4.34 million drivers. Is this, is this right? Have they just made up numbers today? Big numbers. There are 4.34 million drivers over 70. Oh, no. No. Well, I mean, it's obvious then, isn't it? There's, there's too many cars on the roads. We're not going to have enough oil to sustain us in 50 years' time. Shoot them. Not sh- I mean, shoot them. I mean, don't shoot them. I mean, get, get them off the road. Sorry. Oh, yeah. 320,000 more than three years ago and an increase of 11%. But road safety experts, and these are experts. This isn't just me. These are experts. Okay. Road safety experts say not enough is being done to advise elderly drivers about their fitness to stay behind the wheel. With some, for some say all, a danger on the road. Good morning, Lynn. Morning, Ian. How are you? A little hesitation there, Lynn. <laughs> I'm all right. My levels are all to cop today, and I don't know why. It's my fault, but it doesn't matter. I'm all right. What, what are we called in for, Lynn? Well, I just thought, uh, Ian, um, Letchworth have got um, a festival all going through all of June, and just wonder whether the team will be coming down. No. Oh. Oh. But thanks for bringing it to our attention. Oh, okay. What festival is it, Lynn? It's just Letchworth um, festival, um, all sorts really, and it goes. I think from the 13th of June, right the way through. Well, hang on, hang on a second. I just I poo-pooed that quite quickly, Lynn, and that was rude of me. Give us some of the things that are happening at the Letchworth Festival all through June. Oh, there's all different things. There's garage sales, there's things in the square. All, all I've got kinds... a garage. Pardon? What <laughs> things are in the square? Um, well, there's dancing, there's choirs. There's, there's all, different, all different things. There's um, mm. markets oh. and... Um, I think I think this is... that doesn't sound like a festival. That just sounds like I don't know a town. <laughs> it's quite a big thing, um, Ian. Every year. Are you going? 
Yeah. What, 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 to everything? Well, not to everything. Well, which, which bits have you... Which bits aren't you going to go to, Lynn? Which bits have you looked at and gone, oh, I'm not doing that, it looks rubbish? Um, well, I haven't looked at it thoroughly. Um, the booklet's only just come through. So... Okay. Well, have you got the booklet in front of you? No, I haven't. Oh, where is it? Um, oh, it's in the car at the moment with the uh, oh, with paper. But suspicious. I can, suspicious. I'll give you a ring next week. And give us a ring. I tell you what, give us a ring next week when there's nothing in the papers. And what we'll do is we'll, go, we'll pick uh, uh, significant dates, for example, I don't know, June the 9th, and find out what those crazy Letchworthians are up to then. I thought JVS might come down and sing his uh, version of. Coca Cabana. Oh, he's definitely yeah, he's coming. He's definitely there. He's definitely uh, JVS is. Oh, and, de- then, you know, there's more, and, and also, you know, which would appeal to um, to, J- uh, to Jonathan that they've got um, wine tasting. Oh, oh he's there. yeah. Well, you know, I don't drink, Lynn, so I'm 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 out of that. I can't I can't oh. go to that. I, and t- I thought we might arrange in fact to go out for another evening. For those who don't know, Lynn and I have uh, we've seen Fifty Shades of Grey together, and there were loads <laughs> of other people there as well. But we saw Fifty Shades. Are you going to take any glow sticks to this festival, Lynn, like you did to the cinema? Yeah, I'll wait till it's dark. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, well, Lynn, listen, I can guarantee that Jonathan Vernon Smith and, will be there. And Roberto. And Roberto will be will oh, be there. Lovely. Nick Coffer for sure. Yeah, oh, definitely. Oh, Try and yes. stop him. Lynn? I, I met a friend of his actually um, um, a market stall the his, other week in Hitchin. His friend's a market stall. No, Nick. Um, oh dear, a, a friend of Nick's. He's a chef. Was um, it Kevin? I think it is Kevin, yeah. Kevin, oh, yeah, Kevin. Kevin. Right. Well, Lynn, listen, give us a call next week and tell us what's going on in Letchworth and we'll, we'll, we'll get the specifics. But the, the odds of us being down there, nil. Um, I don't like things. Andy's in Luton. Morning, Andy. Good morning, Ian. What you got for us, Andy? Controversial as usual, aren't you, this morning? The most dangerous drivers are the young drivers who just passed their test, not the older ones in the main... And once again, your generalisation is totally wrong. I'm reading it from the paper, mate. It's, it's experts. Know, well, the, Road well, safety you, experts. You, yeah, but have you seen today as well that there's a, there's a bit in the paper, I don't know, it should be in your paper, that says that the most dangerous drivers are the young ones and are now talking about putting restrictions on them. Yeah, but, but Andy, Andy, that's like saying... Right, so that's that's like saying you, you can't ignore the dangerous old drivers just because they're a dangerous young drivers. That's like no, saying... I'm not, I'm that's not. like saying, right, <laughs> do you know what? We're going to let everyone get off with rape because murder's worse. You can't... You can't no, it's not. You can't, well, no. Well, you can't no, say because... we're going to ignore one because this one's worse. Hey, they're both no. bad. Let's focus on no. both of them. I haven't said that there aren't some dangerous older drivers. Right, but, but then why have your, you, but why have you brought young was, drivers into it? Your, your point was that all older the, the drivers point. over 70 shouldn't be driving. Didn't say that. No, well, you know, have you been listening, Andy? Have you been listening? The story is safety fears yeah. as over 70s... Rev- this is the Institute of Advanced Motorists. Yeah, well, if you ask them who are the most dangerous but drivers... But that's not important. Young- that's irrelevant, Andy. I'm not denying... No, it is, it's irrelevant. What's that got to do with old drivers? Because some of the older drivers are perfectly safe. And some of the younger drivers are perfectly safe. I don't get your point. We can't ignore but one just because of the other. The point is that you're making a generalisation about I the mean, older it's drivers... the Institute of Advanced there's Motorists. A, there's a very similar point about the younger drivers. But what? That's you not the story in the paper, Andy. The story is the, the Institute board. of Advanced Motorists have got safety fears over 70s. <laughs> I love it. I love it too, Andy. Thanks for calling, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Ta-ta. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
A1 is slow northbound between uh, the southbound, sorry, between the St. Louis Junction and the Black Cat roundabout. In Flitwick, there's reports that Station Road is blocked at the avenue. And in Beaconsfield, it's slow on Park Lane just before the A40 London Road. On the In Buckingham, on the A422, the High Street, that's looking really busy at Morton Road. And on the M25, no reports of any delays, but on the M25 Junction 21A roundabout on the North Orbital Road, that is looking quite busy at the moment. On the, on the train departure boards, there's no reports of any delays at the moment. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, thank you very much indeed. 8.46, Friday the 15th of May. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Bedfordshire police are calling for people to report homophobic hate crime. A memorial garden for babies and children at Milton Keynes Hospital has been vandalised and Wickham Wanderers are through to the League Two playoff final at Wembley after beating Plymouth last night. But Stevenage miss out after losing an extra time at Southend. We'll have Dealey in a bit, but before that, here's the weather with Elizabeth. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello, very good morning to you. We've got some sunny spells developing. They'll last into the afternoon. It'll feel nice and pleasant in the sunshine too with highs of around 16 or 17 Celsius, 63 in Fahrenheit and just a light westerly breeze to boot. It would, of course, stay dry today and dry overnight as well. We're looking at um, lows of around 10 or 11 degrees. I say dry, we might just get a little bit of drizzle just with an old weather front just coming in into the early hours of the morning. We'll leave quite a lot of cloud around into tomorrow morning, but that cloud will thin and break again to leave us with some good sunny spells tomorrow. A bit cooler and a bit breezier. Highs of around 15 degrees. Lots of sunny spells around through the day. Sunday I think will be a bit cloudier but again it should be dry and it will be quite breezy. It's a northwesterly wind into next week. We might just see a few nighttime frost gardeners beware. A few showers around at times but also some sunny spells and temperatures around or just below average for the time of year. That's the forecast. Original British drama on BBC One. Two magicians shall appear in England. The name of one shall be Fearfulness. I am the man who is destined to restore magic to England. The name of the other, Arrogance. It is time for me to become the magician I am destined to be. The first shall be governed by thieves and murderers. Mr Strange should know what kind of a man he is dealing with. The second shall conspire at his own destruction. It is the magician who thwarts us. We must destroy him utterly. Starring Eddie Marzen and Bertie Carvel. Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell. Starts on Sunday night at 9 on BBC One and BBC One HD. I'll be honest, that sounds rubbish. Might be all right, though. It might be, but it's not really my cup of tea. Well, don't watch it. Any Texas? Yeah. Go on, I can see them. Oh, can you? I didn't close the text box. I can see them. So why are you pretending? Um, it's uh, the theatre of the mind. The mind. The mind. Okay. Mind. And Read. scene. Go. In 1981, I was jaywalking, not me, Mark in Bedford. Different Mark in Bedford from the one before, if you were listening earlier on. If not, it doesn't matter. In 1981, I was jaywalking across Midland Road to the Nags Head in Bedford, specific, wearing a dress as we punks did. A copper drove past and shouted, You may look like a fairy, but there's no need to act like one. Not homophobic, but I did laugh a lot, says Mark of Bedford. Scott's asking, when is the big tour starting up again? Soon, Scott. Very, very soon. Yeah. Jonathan's taking it to Letchworth. Isn't it? Rainbow flags at police headquarters, says John. What the flip? It's a police station, not an advertising building. What next? Flags for the RSPCA, disabled Muslims, lollipop men, etc. My God, policemen will have pink helmets next, says oh, Logical a John. gay Muslim lollipop man in a wheelchair. 
is the title of my autobiography, which will be in all good bookshops soon. Steph's on the line. Morning, Steph. Good morning. What have you got for us, Steph? Um, just wanted to discuss about the older drivers. Um, regular listener and very regular driver, unfortunately. I'm sorry to hear that. Um, but my experience is that there are some really horrendously bad elder drivers out there. Um, my concern is we just don't have any way to regulate them. We're basically, at the minute, it's a case of when they think they're not fit, then they can stop. We should have a bit something a bit stronger in place, i.e. testing, even if it's not a heavy-handed exam per se, but just someone sitting with them maybe once a year. I agree, and I've kind of avoided doing this uh, uh, this story because I do. This is I, I've talked about this a lot, but it's in the papers, and, and that's exactly what this story is saying: that we don't know when uh, uh, people are, you know, uh, are past it when it comes to driving. Your eyesight goes, and your reaction time slows down, and at some point, some older drivers can become a, a risk. And you, the thing is, we don't notice our own body deteriorating either, do we? No, we, we really don't. I mean, a, a prime example would be, bless her, um, my mother, she was on some fairly heavy medication towards the end of her life, but she wouldn't give up driving. And then we did take away the keys. Oh, blimey, I bet but that was that hard work. Was, uh, yeah, um, but that was only after one event where she scared herself and everybody else silly because she accidentally went out on morphine because she didn't realise what oh, was in the tablet. So, how, how did that conversation go where you took mum's keys? Um... It, I, it, I can remember it being fairly difficult. She was kind of slightly pouty bottom lip, but actually, she, because she'd scared herself so badly, yeah. she was like, okay. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, dear for both of you, because it's a horrible position for both of you to be in, isn't it, really? But, but well done, you know, for being the responsible daughter. Sometimes it's got to be done, but yeah. I don't, you know, some people don't have those people around them. No, they don't. <laughs> And, and, and we all know that there are some rubbish young drivers, but that's, you know, it doesn't mean that you shouldn't talk about rubbish older drivers, you know. We look at both sides of, of the coin. Steph, I appreciate your call. Thank you very much indeed. Talking about bodies deteriorating, it's Justin. Morning, Just. Yeah, morning, boss. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're right, fella. Yeah, do you know what? I would love to see that flag you're talking about. The rainbow flag? Yeah, no, no. The, the flag that uh, I think possibly our listeners could create. I think you were talking about a flag there for uh, people that are gay, uh, disabled, gay, uh, Muslim. Gay Muslim lollipop man in a yeah. wheelchair. Yeah, it'd be a great flag. Wouldn't, wouldn't it be fantastic? Mm. If, you want, if, if you've got any kids under the age of eight that want to draw it, <laughs> send it into the BBC uh, competition, they're more than welcome to. Prizes really a million me. pounds. No, it's not. I've got to say it's not. You're not even allowed to joke about stuff like that at the BBC. You can't even joke about giving no. away a million pounds. Because I get phone calls from people who say it was sounded real. He didn't say it was a joke. Someone really? phoned up to complain, Justin. A, that I um, sang my boy's song about um, head, shoulders, bums and willies. Yes. And B, that I said I was, I was going to pull off the wings of butterflies. Now, I mean, well, of, yeah. course, of course I am, but I'm not going <laughs> to film it. I'm going to periscope it. If you want to see it live, follow <laughs> me on Periscope, whatever that is. Justin! Yes? You are the Lisa Mambuzo of BBC Three Counties Radio, the Thank BBC you. showbiz correspondent, except you do it with feeling. Yeah, sad news again today. Just looking yeah. through some of the uh, Twitter comments about B.B. King. Yep, passed away at um, 89. Yeah, absolute legend. I mean, Ringo has been talking about this. Uh, Ringo says, God bless B.B. King. Peace and love to his family. But uh, I think the one which stands out for me is Lenny Kravitz, who says, B.B., anyone could play a thousand notes and never say what you said 
in one, which I think is a lovely tribute. Of course, what, what, um, what Lenny Kravitz said was, uh, are you going to go my way? Great track. Are you going to go my way? I've gone into the A-team. Anyway, BB King, he's passed away. We broke the news on the show. You've taken it to the streets, Just. Yeah, it happened about 6.30 this morning, the announcement. I've taken to the streets and put together a tribute to the absolute legend, Mr B. B. King. Take a listen. The King of Blues, B.B. King. He affectionately called his guitar Lucille. He fathered 15 children, sold millions of records worldwide, and was inducted into the Blues Foundation Hall of Fame and the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. As a kid, he purchased a guitar at the age of 14. He started as a gospel singer until he realised he could make more money playing blues. If I sing a gospel song, which most times they would request, they'd pat me on the head. That's nice, son. That's good. Keep it up. They never put anything in the hat. But a guy asked me to play something. It was bluesy, so I tried to do it. Then they would always give me a tip. He started recording in 1949 and in 1953 went on a tour which didn't really stop. He's influenced so many rock stars over the years with his style of playing and his fan base grew after working with the Rolling Stones, Eric Clapton and U2. Even in his 80s, B.B. King continued to play and wow audiences. So we're on the streets because the sad news has just broken about B.B. King, who's just passed away. Yeah, he's a, a, a blues legend, you know, great age, but uh, his music will be missed. B.B. King, the real deal, a blues legend who has died in Vegas at the age of 89. OK, Justin, your starter for 10. What does B.B. stand for? Uh, I don't know. Oh, I've got no idea. Let's ask Gatford. Morning, Gatford. Big band. Sorry? Big band. What? Big band king. What? It's BB. Big, big bad king. Big, you said big band? <laughs> big, big bad. You it said bad you, no, you said no. It was, you said big band. <laughs> yeah, well, originally, before he, he was a play, He doesn't play big band singer, music, you plum. Well, he liked it, and this was his tribute. Flip it out. Do you, want me to, do, you want to, do you want me to do a bit of BB king? Not really. Oh, OK, fun. What have you called in for, Gat? Well, you mentioned giving away a million pounds, and I'm quite interested in that. Flipping it. This is where it gets uncomfortable. This, yeah. this is... This is a, I've got a tense, nervous headache. <laughs> I need tunes. Hi, hi, Justin, by the way. Hi. Hi, Gatford. Hi. <laughs> Love you. Yeah, you too, yeah, boss. I've looked it up on Wikipedia as well, Kels, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know the answer. I've got Wikipedia'd it. Um, oh, come on. We know, we know that can't yeah, be we're true, giving away, we're giving away a million pounds, Gatford. Right, OK, yeah, ask the question. If you, OK, on. the question is, OK, and I'm going to give you a little yep. bit of thinking time, OK? The question okay. is, what did BB stand for? For one million pounds, what did BB stand for? And if you get this right, Gatford, you get... And I, this is genuine now, because I've said it, and we're the BBC. Bye. You get one million pounds. Oh, boy. Can you Google it quick enough? Um, what did not, no. Ask um, Jeeves? You can Bing it if you want, and Bing might be a clue. 
I was going to use um, life. You got five seconds. This could change your life. This could, could change both of our lives. Yeah. Gatford, what did BB stand for? For one million <clears> pounds, <throat> I have to take an answer. For Big one. band. <laughs> <laughs> I nearly called you um, uh, a Richard uh, head then. I started saying really? it. Yeah, I, did. <laughs> I did. I started saying it and I, I realised where I was. Gatford, no, completely wrong. Um, it's below, Kelly Betts for £1 million. Do you know what the answer is? Yes. Good. It's Blues Boy. No, it's not. Yes, it was, but it was from the Beale Street Blues no, Boy. No, that's not what... No, the question was... What did BB stand for? Blues boy. He stand. He, he stood for good music and good times. Just <laughs> he did. Yeah. It's like what does Tesco stand for? Great value. Well, every little helps. Well, so do the others. They're all good too. Yeah, but that's the one I'd I'd recommend. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't say this at the other place. I'm getting out of my system before I go up there. Blues boy, uh, Justin, you owe me one million pounds, mate. What's happening on the show tomorrow? Uh, on the show tomorrow from midday, uh, the charts uh, from this weekend in 1976, I believe, and uh, we're doing a, a wedding song special tomorrow. Oh, I'm looking forward to hearing a lot of punk music tomorrow, then. Yes, I'm the, sure you won't. The Sex Pistols, the yeah. Buzzcocks, bit of the Clash. Tammy Winnett, Divorce. Flipping. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Flitic, the station road is blocked by a breakdown at the high streets. Do could say that it's blocked and it does seem to be still causing problems. In Aspenden on the A10, that's slow northbound just before London Road at the BP roundabouts. In Beaconsfield on Park Lane, that's slow on all approaches to the A40 roundabout as London Road. And in Chesant on the A10 Great Cambridge Road, that's looking slow southbound towards the M25 junction 25 for Enfield. Looking at the train departure boards and there's no reports of any problems at the moment. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, thank you. Uh, two reasons to go to facebook.com forward slash BBC3CR. You get to see a picture of Brian Byrne, who uh, has gone missing, and we spoke to his daughter earlier on. She's trying to find him. You also get to see Justin Dealey dressed up in a wedding outfit, and he's in a morning suit. It really is... Um well, he's touching lots of men. It's the oddest video you're ever going to see. New podcast out soon. Until Monday from us. Ta-ta. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JVS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Friday. It's nine o'clock. And on today's big phone-in, do you think Nigel Farage should resign? Nigel Farage has ruled out standing down as leader of the party, despite a bitter row over his future. Last night on the BBC's Question Time, he claimed to have a phenomenal level of support within you. Kip. But just days ago, he was described by the campaign chief as snarling, aggressive and thin-skinned. And the party treasurer, Hugh Williams, donor Stuart Wheeler and ex-MEP Godfrey Bloom, they've all suggested he should go. Well, this morning I want to hear your reaction to this big story today. Do you think Nigel Farage should resign? Pick up that phone, come on and have your say on 08459 555. 555. 
This is the JVS Show on BBC Three Counties Radio. I'll take your call in just a second, but first, let's get the latest BBC News at nine o'clock. Here's Simon Oxley. The headlines, Wickham heading for Wembley, but Stevenage miss out. Bedfordshire police urge people to report homophobic hate crime and Memorial Garden vandalised at Milton Keynes Hospital. BBC Three Counties Radio. Wickham Wanderers are through to the League Two playoff final at Wembley after beating Plymouth at Adams Park last night. Gareth Ainsworth's side will face South End next Saturday after they beat Stevenage. If we can do the job at Wembley, there will be a high-key celebration there, believe me. But tonight, we've won a game, we've got to Wembley. Yes, we want to celebrate with the fans, and you've done fantastic for us. I'm sure the boys will be having a beer amongst themselves, but publicly, we haven't achieved anything yet. Meanwhile, Stevenage boss Graham Westley has questioned whether he will be at the club next season following their extra-time defeat. Bedfordshire Police are calling for people to report homophobic hate crime. They say people need to have the courage to report it and will raise the rainbow flag at police headquarters in Kemp. John Boucher is the Deputy Chief Constable. I think far too long we've sort of, you know, not taken these these terrible, terrible crimes seriously enough. We are doing that now. Hate crime is a priority for the force in Bedfordshire. We had double the reports last year with regards to homophobic crimes because of the confidence people have